but it's not you, Sable. That's not your job. I have some other job suggested for you. No, as a matter of fact, the person I'm about to name as your new general manager, well, is someone who, quite frankly, tried to put me out of business. He's someone that, if he's around you for any length of time, you find yourself reaching for his throat just so you can strangle him. But, but nonetheless, without a doubt, this person is one of the most ingenious, creative, and manipulative minds in, in the history of this business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you your new general manager of SmackDown. I give you Paul Heyman. No. Oh, no, no way. Oh my God, no! He's back! Yeah, he's back, all right. Yuck! The mood on SmackDown just changed as we know it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 35 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the 2003 gimmick of broken Steve Austin, where he begs for help in order to keep his job on Monday Night Raw, as it's time to build to one of Dave's favourite pay-per-views of the year, Survivor Series 2003, with a look at Raw and Smackdown. As always, I'm Dave and joining me is Big Sexy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah? What? I think we should uh, touch upon, uh, since we last recorded, we did lose a certain legend in modern day. In Mean Gene. Oh, mate. Fucking, yeah, I would, I, let's kick off exactly there. It's one, it's a weird one because there is so many, I, I, it's one of them where it feels like every couple of months an icon or a legend from your mm-hmm. uh, childhood, but that's the, the. it's getting old, isn't it? It's, yeah, everyone's it getting was, old. We, 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 the we, 90s? That's it, I, keep, I always mention about from my childhood, I'm in my 30s now, and these guys were in there. 20s, 30s, 40s when I were a baby and it's horrible to see but it's it, it's one of them things where Life. it's, it's <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah Ming Jin what a fucking you name me a better announcer no one comes close no no one comes uh, a better com- interviewer sorry no one comes close it was sure. the um, the chemistry that he had with certain wrestlers and I always remember that that there was that funny clip from years and years and years ago where some one of the backstage guys is smoking. Mm. He's like, put out that fucking cigarette. And he's all like, the one when uh, the side falls down. Yeah, yeah. He's in the fuck put that up. <laughs> yeah, it was just oh, it was brilliant, and he's such a character. Like uh, the the segments that he had with Fabulous Muller and May Young, the segments like during the Attitude Era. And mm. uh, oh, he's like even watching him on Legends House, and Legends House was a fucking abomination of programming. He made it. <laughs> yeah, but he was such a character. One um, of my favorite memories was uh, WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Uh, when he was him, on the comments- him and Bobby Eaton on commentary. When he keeps trying to shake Bobby Eaton's hand, and Bobby keeps going for it, and then pulling away, yeah. and going for it, pulling away. Me, Gene, just goes, "Get your hand out of my pocket." Is it? It was just. It, I think a lot of the, um, the eighties, uh, on-screen characters, non-wrestling characters. So mm. your modern day, so like your Michael Coles, your Corey Graves, even your, uh, what's that fucking bird called that? Really young. No, the other one. Charlie Caruso. No, it begins with a D. She always does the Facebook fucking bollocks videos. Yeah. Do you know them personalities? Dash. That's Dasha. the name. Yeah, Dasha Wilder. No, that's that wrestler. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't think of her name. Yeah, uh, um, that is it, Dasha Fernandez or something, Hernandez sure. or something like that. Uh, people like that back in the eighties and nineties had so much more charisma, yeah, and were so much more showbiz. Do you know what I then mean? You have to build the wrestlers up. Yeah, they were so showbizy. Where now, even like your Renee Youngs of the world, they they don't really do a good job of hyping up how good or how potentially good somebody could be no. compared to like what me and Gene back in the day. And I think. Fair play. A lot of people weren't happy because of what Hogan's done and he's quite the racist. Um, but fair play for him to come out and do that one last promo. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I marked out like I always mark because I'm a mark. As soon as you hear right. me on the back, yeah, you're going to It was fucking brilliant. It, the whole thing was brilliant. And he's like, one last time. Well, let me tell you something, me, Gene. Oh, it was like, fucking yes. I would have liked WrestleMania 5 again. Oh, it would have been nice. It's fair. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. God. It would have been brilliant. Brilliant, but yeah, uh, bless him. RIP, me and Gene, fucking legend, absolute legend. Um, so yeah, our first episode then of 2019. Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year, how to was you. your Christmas, New Year festivities? I had a great time, spent time with my family. First time in 10 years, uh, not working, so I've got to spend the whole Christmas not working. <laughs> Marvelous. So yeah, I got to spend time with my family. Take my dad to the pub, which is always good. Oh, definitely. I um, I we obviously as I mentioned, me and the missus bought a house back in just over a year now. I cooked for everybody for all for my mate and come round and his missus and Alice's family all come round. It's fucking. It turned out to be like nine people at the end. It was a long day. I got very very drunk, but yeah, it was That's all good. What Christmas is about. Isn't it? <laughs> So then, let's get back to where we were. It's the build then towards Survivor Series 2003. We're going to build towards Buried Alive. We're going to build towards Austin versus Bischoff. We're going to have Team Lesnar versus Team Angle. An ambulance match. Goldberg versus the, the game, the groin. He's going to make his triumphant return. He's getting married during this month. The Bashams are going to get renamed during this month. There's a lot going on. So I think we should get into it. Ruthless. So then, shall we rename the Bashams? Because we spoke about in the last episode, Doug and Danny. They, they, they need a better surname of just the Bashams. I was yeah. about like I don't I've never been a fan of just surnames like the Hardys. That, that's or the because Dudleys. or the Dudleys. No, the Dudleys is okay because it's a made believe sir. I know the Bashams isn't real, but to an outsider looking in, Doug and Danny are actual brothers. They look alike. <laughs> that's the thing. So we put it out here, and we said basically Doug and Danny need a new surname. So I want Doug and Danny what? That's what I needed. And there were a few people that jumped in, a few people got involved, and these are a few of my favourites. Now, Mike has not read any of these, and stop looking at my screen while I'm on about this. So I'll read you out what I selected as the top ones, and, uh, well, yeah, you can tell me what you think. So, Thomas Ross, friend of the show, uh, the Chuck Brothers. We had uh, Roman Paul, uh, Gay Bears. <laughs> oh, we get good. We get some good ones. Uh, Big Daddy Jay. The Yes Mistresses. <laughs> yes Mistress. Yes Mistress. And that's all they did. I'd imagine that would be the gimmick. That's all they said. That's so <laughs> the gimmick is admitted. Uh, Mid Carter J said, 
Dangerous. So Doug and Danny Dangerous. Like, do you know if it was the 80s yeah. against the Killer Bees? That'd be so... Because obviously there was uh, Dangerous Danny, whatever. it Was it Dangerous Danny or something? One of the kids that helped the Heart Foundation back in the 80s and turned out to be a, was a referee. Oh, I can't think of his name. I'm sure that was Dangerous. It might not be. I may be wrong. Um, we had Mr. Leedles, I think his name. Uh, Doug and Danny Damage. The damage. Yeah. I quite like that. I quite like that. And that goes back to, um, as he noted in his tweet, that goes back to, I believe it's Danny's old gimmick of Damage. I call him the Damages. Um, we had Matt Lewinsky came with Doug and Danny Shellac. Don't look at me. Is that one of the actual surnames? Maybe. Uh, Benjamin E said Doug and Danny's one o'clock shadow. <laughs> uh, we had, I'm not going to say this right, this was his Twitter handle, I'll see if I can get this. It was uh, their bell inspiration or something like that. Uh, Doug and Danny Hoot and Annie, the New Year babies. <laughs> so I imagine, is he trying to say they're the kids of the big show? Well, um, they could possibly be. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. And then we had Chris Pilkington and Richard Query, a double. Uh, Nomination of this one, the Diehards. That works for me. That I like Doug and That's Danny Diehard. Uh, but the one that I believe that you will go for was uh, an entry on Twitter at the Nerd Society, the Wank Bald Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found our name. <laughs> I had a feeling. The only reason why is because I remember when we renamed the Bell Ends in shit shirts. I had a feeling that that was on the same line and yeah. that was going to work. Uh, so going forward then, Doug and Danny, the Wank Bowl Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> WBB for sure. <laughs> so then, shall we get on to a bit of Monday Night Raw as we build towards Survivor Series 2003? Let's go. So it's October 20th, 2003, one night after No Mercy, but this is Team Red, so it doesn't fucking matter. We don't really talk about that. They're not men- one mention at all. <laughs> no. In the entire four weeks. No. Uh, we're, we're live from Pennsylvania, as always. Your commentators are JR and the King. Um, so going forward in this month, and it's all going to be about Goldberg. The bounty's still going. As we were here last time, there's a bounty on Goldberg's head set by Evolution. Who's going to claim it? Who's going to take it? But Shawn Michaels possibly getting his shot, it seems. Um, obviously, as I said, we're getting ready for Survivor Series, so hopefully we will see a couple of the four-on-four traditional Survivor Series, Survivor Series yeah, matches. Yeah, so I think we had a single one last nope. year. Nope. The closest we got were three-on-three in tables. So Steve Austin, then he comes out to kick off the show. Um, he says he came here early today and found a note. Somebody wants him in the ring at nine o'clock, which means there's somebody back there who wants to physically provoke him. I love how Austin, in any situation, is desperate for someone just to get me mad, make me mad. Provoke me. Hit me, <laughs> hit me, hit me. <laughs> hit me, Kane. Do something. This brings out Testo's on crutches. Um, obviously, as we spoke about in the last episode, he got the injury at the house show. And do you see Austin's face when Stacey walked past him? Oh, I. You were checking it. Oh, yeah, but she's she's got she's got beatings off Austin. It's like she needs to learn as, as Austin, Austin shows his love. As Austin quite clearly ever. says, if he, as he quite clearly says, uh, when when you're offered a beer, accept the beer and drink it in the in the correct manner. If not, stun her. <laughs> that simple. Test. He says he'd love to beat Austin up right now, but he can't because of the broken foot. He wants an apology though for the injury and another one for what happened to Stacey last week. As I said. With old Steve and Austin, he gives them both the middle finger instead and hopes that Stacey learned a lesson. When Austin offers you a beer, you either decline with a smile or drink until you pass out. 
Stacy knows she's about to respond, but Tess tells her not to speak unless he tells her to. A fight is teased, but Tess won't provoke him. Instead, Stacy shoves Tess in, into Austin, and you know what that means. That's physically provoked. There you go. Wham, bam. Now, before beer can be consumed, though, Eric Bischoff comes on screen to mock Austin for not being able to hit anyone. Austin agrees, so Bischoff suggests they assemble teams for Survivor Series, with the rule being easy gone or Austin being gone. The board of directors apparently have already approved this, and Bischoff has already got Chris Jericho and Scott Steiner signed up for his teams. Jericho, he asks Austin if he's in, and of course the match is on. Stacy, which was quite a funny spot at the end, intercepts the beer, and she drinks it to herself, much to Jerry Lawler's delight. Last shot, hit me, you dumb son of a bitch. Oh. If it wasn't for this foot, you'd be a dead man. But it ain't happening tonight. Let's go, Stacy. That's, that's the smartest. I said, let's go. Smartest decision test has made in a long time. Whoa! Uh-oh. Uh she went on. Austin has been provoked. Yeah, wait a minute. Tess has got a broken foot. He's a cripple man. Look, look at this. No! Oh! A stir I can't believe it. It don't take much. I'm sad. To provoke the Tess of I mean, this is just... It's bringing a tear to my eye. The great Stone Cold Steve Austin. Reduced to stunning guys on crutches and women. Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel bad. I really do. What the hell is your point, Bischoff? Please tell me you have a point. Oh, I have a point, Austin. See. I know this whole physicality rule. I know it's just killing you. I know that you think it's keeping you from doing your job. You're damn right. It's tearing the ass out of me. <laughs> well, then I've got a proposal for you, Steve. See, I, pro I propose that at Survivor Series, you and I, we each assemble a team of five for a classic Survivor Series-style matchup. And if your team wins, then this rule where you can't touch anybody unless you're physically provoked, gone. Just like that. Oh. But if my team wins, then you are history as co-general manager. Now, I've already got this approved, Steve, by the board of directors, so all you have to do is say yes. Uh-oh, and Steve, Steve, before you say anything, just want to let you know that I've got two volunteers who are more than happy to be a part of my team. So what you're saying is, you pick a team, I pick a team, and if my team wins, that means I get to raise hell anytime I see fit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what it means, Austin. But when our team wins, when our team wins, then your recalculous reign as the co-general manager of Raw is over forever. 
So what's it gonna be, you sanctimonious son of a bitch? Them's fighting words. When you put it like that, Chris Jericho, it's real simple, and it's three little words, and those are, oh, hell, yeah! Oh, no! Give us a damn bit. What a song for the Survivor Series! Oh, oh, no, no, no! Stacy, Stacy, Stacy. What has this young lady done? knows how to treat a lady he's keep plowing me drinks <laughs> so my question to you so it is on we've got our first Survivor Series match five against five rebook it on this particular episode at this point in time uh-huh. uh, I'd use Bischoff's team would you have gone with Steiner on Bischoff's team no <laughs> uh, maybe swap Steiner uh, for God. What about Lance Storm on Austin's team? Yeah, that would have made sense. Because it looked like they were swinging it that way. Because, remember a few weeks ago, Storm was up the uh, ring with Christian and Jericho, and Storm said, uh, I actually like Austin. Exactly. Well, his gimmick now is, I'm not boring anymore. And that's his gimmick now, trying to prove to the world that he's not boring. So I don't understand why... Um, especially it could have been quite a full circle from Austin came out and fucking buried the shit out of him yeah. with the with the duvet and stuff. It would have been a good full circle. Um, what about having the Bellens on yeah. Team uh, Bischoff? But they're anti-American. Yeah, they're anti-American. <laughs> but they're anti-American. Would it work? So obviously the Dudleys get put on Team Austin. Well, Christian and Jericho are Canadian. Yeah. We don't know what language Steiner's speaking. <laughs> it's all, it's, do, you know, do you know if we were going like a five year ago Survivor Series and they weren't they weren't uh, now marquee matches? Do you know, like a uh, Survivor Series match now is a highlight of the card? Yeah. It used to be just the norm. If it was just the norm, we could have got a brilliant fucking douchebag dickhead stable of Jericho, Steiner, Christian, and uh, Test. And have the, them four 
So Steiner test Christian Jericho as a four on the Survivor Series team. Mm. Do you have the old school, bring back Mean Gene, do you know, that era. Yeah. Have the old school fucking promo at the back and give him a name. I used to love Survivor Series like back in like 91, 1988, when they all had a name. I used to love getting the... Getting every the, match was... If you bought the VHS, you bought the VHS, flipped onto the back, it had little screenshots of all the teams and the little names, you knew who was wrestling and everything. Oh, I always remember 99, I can never remember any fucking team. I think it was the perfect team, which was, it was Mr. Perfect and all three members of Demolition mm. against Texas Tornado. I can't, if I want to say fucking Tito Santana, and I can't think, maybe the Rockers. Yeah, maybe the Rockers or something. You just got, because the the roster was the same as it is in 2018, or 2019 now, where you've got hundreds of wrestlers. You none could of them do, anything. No, you could have done a proper Survivor Series, like back in the day with the current rosters now. And you had it proper. Yeah. A, a Survivor Series, an old school one, full of fucking four-on-fours. Not these five-on-fives. Five-on-five isn't how it did way back in the day. I, oh, when they had the tag team one back in the day, where they had like fucking 10-on-10 but it were tag teams, so it were 20 on 20, and everybody surrounded the ring. All your tag teams, from your Rockers to your Art Foundation to your Killer Bees. Oh, it's fucking mental. But I do, you could easily do something like that in 2019 with the, with the depth of the fucking... Well, they tried and did it on the uh, pre-show. You scored, didn't they? Mm. There's so many. There is so many wrestlers that aren't going to be used. Like, what are we coming up to next? The Royal Rumble. The only time of the fucking year... Where everybody, everybody gets, gets a fucking... It's not about a payday, though, I imagine. Don't get me wrong. I imagine being in the position of a Apollo Crews. I reckon financially, if you're not stupid with your money and it's not the 90s and the early 2000s and you spend it all on drugs and partying, mm. a, a mid-card WWE contract for the length of time Apollo's been there and probably will be there going forward if he doesn't fuck up. Be another couple of years, we'll probably get out of it before he get released and do fuck all. Um... It could set him up for life. So, I don't know. Would you want to do that? Or would you want to go and be good elsewhere and do something else elsewhere? you got to do what your heart says, isn't it? Yeah. But then again, your heart don't pay bills. That is it. That is it. That is it, correctly. What do you reckon, sir? This is the first time we spoke since this happened. AEW. I reckon it'll be good the same way as WCW in 2000. Do you know the thing is, a lot of Americans um, weren't too familiar with Tony Khan or the Khan family since he took... They may have heard of the name being part of the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm. but they might be not massive familiar with the Khan family name now. In England, they're a lot more known because of football, because they own Fulham, who were in the Premier League, and uh, football fans will be aware of the family. They, they got Fulham... Uh, back into the Premier League through their money mm. and he's been willing to throw millions at it and it's quite publicly known that the family are worth gazillions. Um, and if the family kind of mindset is that way that we keep throwing enough shit at the wall and eventually it'll stick to make it successful, they could go crazy with AEW and it could be where any wrestler that's close to his contract, it could be a WCW way because TNA never operated that way. No. TNA waited for people that got released or... Uh, we're not doing anything, but they had a name linked. Like when Jeff Hardy joined, it's because he got released from or WWE. Christian. Or Christian joined, he got released from WWE. Um, Kurt Angle joined because he wanted a lighter schedule. They were never TNA, were pinching. You never heard a report of Dixie Carter's going in for Randy Orton. 
and then a fucking buy Marty's contract off him a million pound up front, get in there, bish, bash, bosh. The Khans could do this. But then does that not take away everything that all the indie fans want? Because the indie fans don't want WWE. So they might, they're not going to get, they're not going to get Kevin Owens. They're not going to get, and I'm sorry to burst your bubble, you won't get AJ Styles because Vince McMahon knows he's not fucking daft. Even when Triple H gets off it, he's not daft. They're the top brass. They won't let top brass go. They're not stupid no more. Yeah. He won't ever get them missing. Granted, it didn't work when Bret Hart went to WCW, but he's not top brass. Um, he won't let top brass go again. He won't have that fucking sit making that same mistake. But your primos and your epicos of the world... Or your yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Or your Dolph Ziggler's, they could go. But do you want to see the same shit that you saw? It's, it, I don't know. I, see, I want to say, I've booked it in my head that let's go full WCW route. So we have the first marquee signing of Randy Orton. Yeah, of Randy Orton is the big marquee signing. Randy Orton comes over for a couple of months. He wins the world title. Him versus Kenny Omega. Didn't let fans fucking hate it because Randy Orton's Randy Orton. Uh, and he wins. Didn't let fans hate it, yeah. He wins the world title against Kenny Omega. And then a few days later, maybe a few weeks later, we start seeing Ziggler and Rollins in the crowd like Hall and Nash. Yeah. And then they offer a similar deal of a three-on-three with a mystery, mystery opponent. And it's Orton. No, it's not, because it's that's what Omega. everyone expects it to be. It'll it's be not. It's someone from them. It's Cody. It's someone like that. It's someone with WWE influence. And then we get this new age NWO slash Bullet Club slash DX, whatever you want to call it, with the indie darling's biggest guy being an anti-fucking indie guy and being full-on WWE guy and flipping it that way. Because that would mess with people's shit so much. So much. And then slowly, Cody being the WWE guy, and one day I'm going to go back and I'm going to take over WWE with my, with Ziggler and Rollins and whoever else they bring in slowly. That could help then going forward progress guys that aren't getting enough screen time in WWE, but they still fall under the WWE people from WWE will pay attention to them. Mm. Because for months and months and months and months, all of Nash were always spoke about as those guys that came over those guys from up north. The outsiders. Yeah, do you know what I mean? For, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, Vince McMahon had to take WCW to court to stop them kind of um, putting across on screen that Scott Hall and Nash were still Diesel and Razor and they'd come from sent by Vince to take over. But yeah, if AEW did something like that... But I am interested because I think any wrestling fan... For, I'm more interested because the Khans have money. I think that's what it comes down to. And if they want to go for it, let's go for it. Let's see. Because there will be someone out there. Fucking Meltzer will probably have it on spreadsheet. Whose contracts are coming up? Dolphs. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Let, Revival will probably yeah. ask for their release. Double their money. Double their money. Revival's one that has to go straight away. Where Vince McMahon comes out of a week. It's a new change. It's a new era. It's a new beginning. But in a fortnight, it's Vince and he'll think you'll forget about it. So let's have another Lucha fucking house party match. But we've got quite far away, but yeah, AEW, what do you reckon then? Is it going to be a success? It'll probably just be another big indie show. No, but that's the thing, it needs to bridge the gap. Because TNA is now, in a lot of people's opinions, below your progresses. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, of your world? So TNA doesn't, for me, doesn't come into consideration. It's got a TV deal, which all these other companies haven't, fair play, but that's all it has. All it has, and it has history, and it has a TV library. That's, that's all why it has. it's got TV. Yeah, that's all it has. 
Um, but eliminating Ring of Honor have always been the king of the indies for me. Mm. They've been the peak. New Japan's a different entity. That's not really as much as it is indie. It's not. It's always been its its own. Like Mexico. Yeah. No one ever talks about AAA and stuff like that. Or as, CML. Uh, yeah. Oh. As indie, it's Mexican wrestling. This is Japanese wrestling. American wrestling, indie wrestling. For me, Ring of Honor's king of the indies. But AEW needs to bridge that gap between WWE and King of the Indies because there's never been anything since WCW. TNA tried in 06, 05, 06, TNA at the peak. They tried, mm. but it, it they could never... It never lasted. It, ne- it was never going to. Never going to. We go backstage. Shane McMahon is on the lookout for Kane. Um, obviously, knowing what we know going forward and how this is going to be panned out in the month, uh, more Shane and Kane. Have they not really done enough? Well, if you remember, Shane did ask Offer Kane a match at Survivor Series. Yeah, but has it not? Have, have they not done? Is it not happy gone enough? We mentioned Shane's this. not throwing himself off enough things. <laughs> He's not hurt himself enough yet. Up next, then tag team titles: the Dudleys versus the Bell Ends. Here's an idea: as about Rosie and Hurricane, or Garrison Cade and Jinjak. Somebody else apart from the same fucking two teams that we've seen wrestle for these titles the same goddamn six months. Yeah. They're trying to... The tag team division on both brands is fucked and it has been for a long time. They're trying to introduce it. You thought maybe they're trying to push it a bit more with Hurricane and Rose again together. Even Goldust and Lance Storm. Oh no, let's go fucking back to what yeah, we where's were Where's Goldust? Ah, fuck no. He'll just pop up fucking at some point. Just pop up. Now... They're trying to get Vince to sign off on... Job again. Maybe, maybe. Uh, now, I think it's a time to touch on this. Uh, the first, there's a couple, isn't there, this month, unfortunately. I know we spoke about me and Gene in modern era, but back in 2003, in November... We spoke about uh, Stu Hart on Stu Hart was last episode, of course. Uh, unfortunately, one half of what I believe... One of the best tag teams of all time. the best tag team. Legion of Doom had everything from... What they used to wear as entrance gear. Like, where's entrance gear gone? Where's that gone? I know, like, some people wear jackets. Yeah, but where's but entrance gear gone? And these guys, I always remember... Half the time they used to wear a t-shirt. Exactly. Now that's all the people wear, is their own t-shirt, and then they'll take it off. The Miz is a fucker for that, until he now looks like a, a dickhead. Fuck knows out what he is. I know we keep going into modern era, but that was quite funny with the drawings. Did you see the drawings with Shane McMahon? Yeah. That was fucking brilliant, that. But yeah, um, the entrance of the Legion of Doom coming down, I just remember SummerSlam 92 on the motorbikes with fucking, um, I can't think of I'm having a mind blank. What's the manager? Paul Ellering. I can't have a mind blank then. With Paul Ellering at the front and he had his little mascot thing with him, his little puppet yeah. thing he did. It was a ventriloquist puppet, weren't it, or something, if I remember. Uh, all riding to ring on motorbikes and just the, the power and the dominance of the Legion. I know, granted, the Road Warriors back in WCW um, were the the bee's knees and Vince didn't treat the Legion of Doom with as much respect as he should have done they should have yeah. they were in Vince's eyes not as good as Money Inc or the Nasty Boys or the Steiners even though the Steiners were WCW but and then we saw um, obviously them come back uh, a couple of months ago uh, and bless his heart you, you do not get up after a, f- a, f- a five star and a chokeslam, and you get up quicker than they do. Uh, but yeah, the untimely death of Road Warrior Hawk. Um, yeah, Legion of Doom were fucking amazing. And the only positive thing that can come out of anything sometimes with death is that it can give, especially with Legion of Doom, I'll use them as an example, 
it can give another lease of life into something that no one really thought about. Like, until Hawk died, everybody remembered the Legion of Doom in such a sad way as the 2003 match with RVD and Kane. But then look what happens going forward. The Legion of Doom kind of... I know it's a horrific thing with Heidenreich and stuff, but at least then the Legion of Doom, they will be then brought back into mainstream attention, the name, which then will... We're living in an era now in 2003 of the internet. People then will be able to search for the Legion of Doom, find out who this animal guy is, find about Hawk, and go back and watch some of his stuff. So I remember Hawk, when they split up back in the 90s, and Hawk went over to New Japan, and Hawk was fighting in singles. I think Hawk had a match with Hulk Hogan, I may be wrong, but I'm sure sometime in Japan, Hulk Hogan and Hawk had a singles match together. But, yeah, R.I.P. Hawk. Um, but, yeah, like I said, to take any positive away from this, and any nice thing to come out of this, I can't wait to see Animal and Hide and Right, because for me, our, our LOD 2003 is better than LOD 2000 with Draws. Anything's better than LOD yeah. 2000. That's the only horrible thing. I know we spoke about it when Legion made their return, but the only the horrible thing about the whole thing, I fucking hated the whole suicide, draws, did he push him angle with Hawks got to be taken off TV in 98 because he's got a drug addiction. But because Vis Russell's a dickhead, he brings him back on TV and says, oh, look, Hawks got a drug addiction. And they have him not out of character as his actual person. Do you remember the, in the moment when he climbs to the top of the Titan Tron? And then fucking, it looks like Drozzy's trying to help him. And he pushes him and he fucking falls down the back of the Titan Tron. And Animal's in the ring going, fucking no. Ah. And they try and portray that either he committed suicide or Hawk, uh, Droz pushed Hawk. Because the, the gimmick was, uh, or the storyline was that Droz wanted to uh, be part of Legion of Doom. And obviously, in order for him to be t- a two, he got rid of Hawk. Vince that. Russell was a dickhead back in the 90s with some stuff. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on then. Tag team titles. And the Dudleys, they're defending and they've dedicated the match to Hawk as Bubba shows when he's wearing it. You know exactly who's going over. And you know how it wins. Yeah. Uh, Doomsday Device gets the victory for the Dudley boys and they retain the titles. Um, where, oh, where, oh, where do the Bellends go from here? Don't know, but Conway needs to start wearing team colours. We've said this on the last episode, and I honestly thought that maybe now they'll start integrating into him. Now the report's actually now mainstream. It's news that one of them's injured. Do you know what I mean? Well, they announced it on commentary. Yeah, that's what I mean. They talk about it now. Uh, So why not actually make him a fully member of the Bellens and not still have his own gear? We go backstage, Bischoff, he gives Jericho and Steiner a pep talk before their tag match tonight. An argument breaks out though, who's the leader? And this is the last thing that Bischoff wants, but Jericho says it'll be fine. Who's the leader then? So the team, as it's set out, as we speak now, we have Jericho and we have Scott Steiner. Who would be Austin's team captain? Shawn Michaels. Well, I, I need you, Shawn. I need help, please. I can't remember when we used to be tag champions in 97. <laughs> That's how it felt like watching him. Where's the badass Steve Austin of don't trust anybody. I'll whoop everyone's ass of... Sean, can I have a chat? Um, I don't really want to ask you, but can you help me? That's how it felt like. Oh, <laughs> did my head in. Did my head in. Uh, Evolution, they promise that the bounty will be collected tonight. But Booker T comes in and says he's ready to make a statement because the path to the Intercontinental title begins right now. Randy Orton, though, he doesn't buy it, but Booker wants to fight right now. Booker versus Randy Orton. Summit new, it's summit fresh, I suppose. Have, have these two ever had a, like, pay-per-view I feud? I don't believe, I don't... 
No, not at all, I'd probably say, because it's not too kind far of. away that Booker pisses off to SmackDown. Yeah. And he stays there, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's kind of a missed opportunity. No, no, definitely. Definitely. But Booker T though, he's gone from being main event with Triple H to Intercontinental title because as we spoke about with the dirt sheets, they said they wanted the Intercontinental title to have the top top guy who couldn't be in the main event picture and they saw that as Booker T. But then he got injured and now he's come back as I'm fighting to get into the IC picture, but I think putting him into Team Austin going forward is probably a good move because that mm. pumps him straight away. He's going to have to be on screen because he's going to be part of the team. He's going to have to have TV time. And in about six months, he'll be on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I'd say about that. The match towards then it looks like Booker's going to get the win. It's a spinning kick to the face and a sidekick by Orton. He bails and takes the count out loss because he's a pussy. Yeah, and they're supposed to be building Orton as like, <laughs> the next guy. Post-match, Booker, he volunteers to be on Austin's team, which, as I said, it makes perfect sense. It keeps him in. Oh, he's got he's got to be on screen going forward. This mm. is only week one. Going forward, it's got to be. Uh, all the members have got to always have TV time and always be involved with the other main guys on both teams. But I find it funny. Um, you know, you beat up a guy in a supermarket in a church and then two years later he'll help you with your job and make his made a statement when he debuted and put Austin through a table in yeah. the King of the Ring there you go but no worries I'll keep you in your job no danger <laughs> uh, up next mid card Raw world title match why is it mid card because <laughs> someone else is going to go on a bit later because you know what happens <laughs> bang Mark Henry that's it Sean's challenging but never mind as Mark Henry jumps Goldberg during his entrance no match because he wants to collect the bounty post-match, if you want to call it that. Austin finds out what's happened, uh, and he's ready to go and throw Mark Henry out of the building, uh, so the match in itself is going to be a bit uncertain. All uncertain is ripped through the Raw roster, because the bounty is on the head. I want to see more humour in it though and I keep saying this and we don't get it. See what I don't get? Goldberg's lying there on that bench right in the trainer's room. There's a roster full of guys wanting that bounty. Yeah. That's your opportunity. Exactly. Can you not remember that with the hardcore title? Like even refs got involved. If anyone saw an opportunity, they were in. Yeah. People aren't sharp enough. People aren't sharp enough. Up next, Jericho and Steiner representing Team Bischoff. No, against... I noticed when Steiner came out. Got a bit of bingo wing going on. He's, maybe he's, he needs to juice up a bit more. Maybe he's deflating. Somebody's to, has anyone got a foot pump? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> deflating a little bit. So it's Jericho and Steiner representing Team Bischoff against Rob Van Dam and Lance Storm representing Team Austin, maybe. That's what you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
I know 50% of this goes on to Team Austin and over half does fuck all on Carl, if I remember correctly. Lance Storm do anything on Survivor Series? Nope. There you go. But Storm should be on Team Austin. It should be, 100%. 100%. But I know it's a short, this is quite a short match. I mean, a third of the match was the entrances. It annoys me with a lot of this TV the whole entire month. We'll get onto an episode of SmackDown in a couple of weeks that has 12 minutes of fucking action. 12 minutes in a two-hour show. SmackDown was supposed to be the better show as well. Um, end of the match comes. Everything breaks down. Storm diving into Steiner and Rob Van Dam flipping out of a Walls attempt. Steiner gets a chair to Van Dam's back though and the Lion Salt is good for the victory. Um, yeah, it wasn't a bad match but it needed more time like most things yeah. on Raw. Uh, it's, Raw's always been more segment heavy than it has been wrestling and it looks like SmackDown's watching Raw at the minute. But yeah, why is Landstorm it, not on Team Austin? It, it, this match worked well for Jericho and Stan to show that they're a team. Yeah, no, 100%. That's all it was for. 100%. We go backstage. The trainer's telling Bischoff that Goldberg might not be able to defend the title. Bischoff thinks, though, it's all an act. And Goldberg, though, he says it's on. So even injured, Goldberg's going to destroy everybody and retain. And then we cut to Jr. and the King. And they pay, tri- pay tribute to Hawk and Stu Hart, who both most, uh, mentioned earlier. The video on Stu with uh, Vince... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, this past Sunday uh, morning, early at the age of 46, Road Warrior Hawk Mike Hegstrand unexpectedly King passed away of a suspected heart attack. Well, where they were calling them the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, they were Animal and Hawk, and and these guys changed the face of professional wrestling. Their look, their wrestling style, their ability—they were one of the greatest tag teams ever. I had the pleasure of being in the ring with them many times, and myself and everybody uh, in the WWE is going to miss. Uh, Hawk, very charismatic man, and ladies and gentlemen, also last week we lost one of the all-time great legends in our business as a competitor, as a promoter, and as a trainer. We're talking about the patriarch of the Hart family, Stu Hart, the toughest man that I ever met. Tonight, we honor the life of a legend, the legendary Stu Hart. Stu blazed his way into the early years of professional wrestling, becoming an international star. However, Stu settled down in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where he and his late wife Helen reared 12 children, all of whom in one way or another became involved with professional wrestling. Through the years, Stu earned enormous respect from his colleagues who will always be grateful for his unparalleled contributions to our business. Tonight, the WWE family's thoughts and prayers are with the Hart family. The legacy of Stu Hart lives on. Um, we go backstage to uh, Ric Flair. He's on the phone with someone, presumably Teddy Long, saying that there's no money because Goldberg is still up, but there is a backup option. I there's wonder. There's always a plan B. I wonder. Jericho comes up to Trish Stratus in the back and says there's no need to thank him for last week. Trish says he doesn't have to beat Chris Jericho here and sincerely thanks him for what he did. Last week wasn't about Austin though because Jericho really respects her. Things get a little awkward and then they leave. Um, So for those that aren't aware with the story, so that starts. So it's just one backstage segment of Jericho and Trish. Well, it started last week with Jericho saving Trish. With with the saving Trish, yeah, to be fair, to be fair. Uh, But this is where it, it... we heat it up from here on out, I'd say. Because mm. um, obviously we, we get Christian involved now and Lita. And going forward, it's one of the finest things 
of Raw in 2003, which doesn't have many fine things. Doesn't have many fine things, but them two, with the bet for a dollar, hey, which one can get a finger bang? I'll still try it for Trish. Jindrak <laughs> uh, and Garrison Cade come in to see Orton about collecting the bounty. Uh, they have another idea, though. Beating Orton down and stealing his money. Come in! What the hell do you guys want? Cool, Orton. Cool it. Cool it. Calm down. We're here for the bounty. The bounty, huh? The yeah. bounty. The bounty. Calm down. Okay, the bounty, right. I, I see you guys finally came to your senses. Mm -hmm. Take out Goldberg. That hundred grand is yours. Actually, Orton, we were thinking about doing it a different way. Mm-hmm. Different way? Yeah, different way. Guy, there is no different way. Take out Bill Goldberg, you get the hundred grand. Only way to do it. No, it's not. Oh! Oh! Get the money! Get the money! Oh, what the hell is this? What the hell? Kendrick and Cage made off with a hundred grand! Made off! They stole it! We're back live hey, here. Hey, 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 what's up, man? What? You didn't hear Rick? Hear what? You know, uh, I think I think Mark Henry's. No, oh, I already told Mark Henry and Teddy didn't. He didn't earn the money. Goldberg's still wrestling. Okay. They're not paying them nothing. Come on, let's go. We got a match. Oh, you know what, Rick? I'm gonna hold off. Uh, you got this one. I don't want to accidentally get you disqualified. Hey, you know, good idea. Listen, you got the money, right? Yeah. Make sure that I show it to Shawn Michaels one more time before his match. I want Shawn Michaels pumped up. I want him ready to go. Okay? Hey, I got Maven, man. It's in the bag. All, All right? right? Man, you get him. Woo! <laughs> Theft. <laughs> I left literally on camera. That's it. A left hand staggers on and the briefcase is stolen. Um Jindrak and Cade and their little running buddy of Maven. Now I must say, for one, Jindrak and Cade, that was quite a heel move. Yeah. They're supposed to be faces. But also, I have come up with this little name, stable name, tag team name, uh, for any time they're in action. The vanilla jobber connection. Maven's uh, all year tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vanilla jobber connection, as I'm going with. If anyone doesn't like it, well, fight me in the comments. Uh, post I don't like that. Fight me in the comments. Post break, Orton is panicking when he runs into Flair. Orton doesn't tell him the truth, and he says he'll hang in the back instead of going out there with Flair. Rick wants Orton to show Sean the money one more time before the title match. But the money is gone. I wonder if they'll use it, the Vanilla Jobber connection. I'm going to keep saying it until you start liking it. We'll um, use it to uh, buy some new ring gear, maybe. And start acting like a tag team. And not just two oh. jobbers who are rate vanilla and have got a connection. See what I did there? Them two, yeah. But Maven can't be the vanilla. Of course he is. He's a vanilla midget. He's, he's mocker. <laughs> he's a mocker midget. So next... Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita versus Molly Holly and Victoria. Uh, Lola is now referring to Molly as Molly Hottie. Right, not remembering all them years that he used to call her fat and yeah. a pig and bullied her. Uh, I find it we've got two great room wrestlers here, um, Lita and Trish. Oh, 100%. As we always speak about, and look at the two that are looked back as legends. Everything breaks down and Molly gets uh, hip tossed, but Stevie sneaks in with a powerbomb to give Victoria the cheap in on Trish. I love how Stevie Richards is beating up the women. I just found it funny that Lita used a spear. Show them that from Edge. Hey! She certainly got Edge's spear, that's for sure. Hey! 
the matches, the thing is with these women, they're not terrible, but it'd be nice if someone from, like something actually happened and it weren't just tag team matches that don't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. Or if someone remembered that someone actually had a title and build a bit of storyline. We're coming around to Survivor Series again and last Survivor Series have the best women's match we've seen so far. And like, mm. Fight me in the comments. That, <laughs> that was a good the, match. A hardcore match. It was it was something it was it was a different it was yeah not just a fucking tag match with the only four women we've got knocking about now. Why not give him a cage match? Give him something. I'll, I'll Have take out cage match with women yet? Now or all time? Because fuck if it's all time it'll happen on Raw next week. I don't I don't know. Don't we have, we've had in the cell, haven't we? We fucking Charlotte and Sasha. Ah, them two. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. No, I don't. Yeah, book it, book it, Russell. Let's get fucking cage. Let's get brown panties on a pole in a cage. Book it. We're fucking pit bulls running around shagging each other and pissing and that like I'll snow and boss man. Kennel from hell. Oh, kennel from fucking hell. All right, yeah. Look at this Ray, bad Rottweiler. Ray bad. Look at him taking a shit. Shitting around the ring. And shagging each other. Yeah, big big boss man. I'll snow having a match, you know. I'm not bothered. I'm getting me into it. <laughs> fucking stupid. We get a post-match beatdown, though, as Victoria. She puts the woman's title over Lita's face. Uh, so we get a slingshot loaded leg drop um, but Christian runs in for the save I like where this is going <laughs> Christian though all of a sudden runs in to save Lita where's Matt Hardy Matt Hardy shouldn't be do you reckon back. Christian knew about Edge of Lita at this time no not happening yet though isn't it it's not until Matt Hardy gets injured that's when apparently they start getting it's like oh five. I thought it was when Edge and Lita were injured no no it's when Matt Hardy gets injured and Edge and Lita start rolling together Matt gets injured and Lita says, Can't you travel with Edge? And that's where they get down and dirty. So it's a couple yeah. of years, yeah. But probably, I bet he did, because he's brother slash best mate, depending on what area you watch wrestling. Uh, we look back on Mark Henry attacking Goldberg, and up next is Maven versus Ric Flair. The Maven experiment continues as uh, he loses his father again. To evolution and main event fodder. If you would have got the win on Flair there, because Flair could afford to lose to Maven. Flair so, can lose any match and he's still not going to, it's not going to affect him in any way. Yeah. It's um, Flair. The seven, 16 time world champion. Maven for, the problem the is, ceiling, for anyone, dealing, son of a gun. Woo! <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know Maven, <laughs> Joe that actually doesn't listen to us and doesn't know who Maven is, it's like, I make or we make Maven sound fucking amazing, but like Maven isn't. He's just he's got no charisma. It was the win of the first ever tough enough. He's got yeah, but he's got no nothing. Like he's, he's got re- eyebrows. He's wrestling it any good. He's got no charisma. He's got eyebrows. I still love you, Maven, but yeah, he's he's shit. But they keep carrying on with the Maven experiment, and it gets worse. It gets fucking worse next year. When he's heel. No, no, next year is at Survivor Series when Orton's face, and fucking they all win to r- run raw for an eight. Oh, <laughs> Maven runs raw for a night and books him sent into loose at game. I'm sure he does. We go backstage and Orton finally tells Flair what happened as they know that they can figure it out before Triple H kills him. Uh, the cops come running up though and we follow them to the big red fucking mayor. And he's all cut up uh, with the cops guarding the entrance. This is week one and we've got Kane looking for Shane. Um, and there's going to be ambulances already. Go it, and we know it's. We, I think next week they announce what match it's going to be. Yeah. And then they spend two weeks of just kick, trying to kick fuck out of each other. Like, we'll get on in a lot more detail in a bit. But in the fucking restaurant. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It just gets fucking stupid. It's good. I enjoy it. It's comical, but, it, but it's that not needed. Killed the King character. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, the vanilla jobber connection. They try to leave, but then they get attacked. He's back then. Axel Triple H on his stag do. Because <laughs> we are on the twenty fourth October. He gets married on the twenty fifth, uh, yeah. I believe. So he's on his stag do with lads. We've been a wood and that. And he's, uh, Evolution he's, to go and party him tonight. He's come back, hasn't he? He's come back to get his money. And uh, so it's, it's all well and good. The game is back. Um, I'd say we've missed him, but he's only been gone a fortnight. Jesus, What the hell? Hunter Brandon, a case. Damn, it's Triple H! It's Triple H! He just took Cannon Jindrak out with a two by four! What's he doing here? Triple H has got the money, and it, it looks like he's, he's headed in, here into the arena! Sure, their car was there. I, I don't know what happened. I cannot believe Jindrak and Gator would have the cojones to jump on Evolution. What are I we going to do? Jesus. Shut up, Jason. We were just talking about you. Come on in. Man, you smiling tonight, man. You're looking good. What's going on? Let me get this straight. He lost the money. I, I, I'm so sorry. Listen, I'll make it up to you. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, Hunter. It, I, I got jumped. Off it for seven I got minutes. jumped. I beat Maven in seven minutes. All, all of us got. You lost the money. I'm, I'm sorry, Hunter. I'm sorry. I got jumped in the locker room. Now, I'm assuming that since Goldberg versus Shawn Michaels is next, then nobody took Goldberg out tonight, right? So that means that you should still have the money, huh? That's right. You should still have the money in your hands. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hunter. Well, then make sure you don't lose it. Hunter, you got the money. Dude, it'll never happen again. I'm you so sorry. You are the man. Oh. Yeah, well, listen. We got business you to take care man. of right now. So let's sit down and watch Michaels versus Goldberg, because I guarantee you this. Somebody, I guarantee, is going to collect that bounty tonight. We guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee still on, folks. That's you, guys. But he's the biggest heel. He's the, he's the top guy on Raw. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, so Triple H gets the money and he guarantees the bounty will be collected tonight. And it is time for our main event. It is the Raw World title. We're going to try again. Shawn Michaels versus Goldberg. It all looks towards Shawn Michaels possibly getting the fucking... Uh... I like how, before before the end, I like how they did kind of make Shawn Michaels is he could be the only guy that could potentially beat Goldberg. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like If this was Triple H on how they booked it like the Elimination Chamber, Goldberg's ripping through people. He should have ripped through Shawn Michaels in a matter of seconds. Easily. But they couldn't because he's back, baby. And please don't get injured. Uncle Dave. Yo, did you hear a woman in crowd before uh, Batista appeared? No! Oh, my God! This <laughs> is a big seven-foot riding monster. So Big Dave is back. The Batista bomb plants Goldberg. Evolution come out and Batista the money to end the show. Batista gets back and claims the bounty. As Raw goes off the air. Overall thoughts, first week. Great return for Dave. Uh, not the best episode, though, but uh, 
It was nice that they paid tribute to Hawk and Stu Hart. No, definitely, oh, definitely. Um, I think it was lovely to touch with the Dudleys to end their match with the Doomsday Device. Yeah. But I think overall we're we're building steady towards Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, it's everything's getting a bit of plans in place. We're over three mm. weeks to go. I was happy. That's how building shows should be. No, definitely, definitely. Charles Robinson coming in. Whoa! And this World Heavyweight Championship match Two. is going to continue. Goldberg, 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 and the challenge of Michael's down. Goldberg retains my count out. He won't continue if neither one of these men get up, JR. Michael's is fighting with every breath in his body, every fiber of his being to get back in this team. Who's going to be the first if Shawn Michaels makes it to his feet? Wait a minute. What the... Slam on Goldberg, who just took the Sweet Ten music, and El Batista intimidating the referee. Charles Robinson, the senior referee, hitter is down. Look at the size of this guy, Jr. Oh my God, he's bigger than Goldberg. Batista is bigger than Goldberg. And the crowd chanting for Goldberg. But Batista. A sit down power bomb from a man well over 300 pounds. Well, Mark Henry started the bust up of Goldberg and get your ass out of the way. But that didn't do it. Batista is finishing the job. My God, this Batista, look at his size. He's a monster. And now he's got a damn weapon. But this Batista is a monster king. He's uh -oh. a damn monster. Uh oh, JR. Goldberg and a sit-down powerbomb. He may have, he may have, I don't, even, I don't even want to say what I think may have happened. And now the chair being brought back in the ring. Goldberg is defenseless. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. We've seen, oh no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. Oh no, no, no. He did it. He did it. Screaming! He is writhing! He is in pain here! He's in pain! His, his leg gotta be broken! Goldberg is suffering as never before! Now look! This Triple H leading his evolution to the. Head out here! And, my God, is he stuck? Do you realize that they are? 
So I've got a little bit of news then coming off this last episode of Raw. Um, bad news for NWA TNA. You know, we've occasionally dabbled into seeing what their fuckers are up to over there. Yep. Um, their November the 30th pay-per-view, which was scheduled to be a three-hour show, has been cancelled. The reason for the cancellation was due to the fact that Hulk Hogan is scheduled to undergo surgery on his right knee after aggravating it during his match on October the 13th against Masiro Chono. So as we spoke about, that was in Japan. So as we spoke about Hulk Hogan joining NWA TNA in 2003, this is why it doesn't happen. Because we were trying to work, work out, we were trying to work out why how it was going to happen, why it was going to happen. Why it don't appear why it don't like appear. Head, was it? Yeah, it doesn't appear till um, Bret Hart finally comes back to Raw. Yeah. That's the last time he appears. 2010. Yeah. Which is after our time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, despite this setback, the deal between NWA, TNA and Hulk Hogan isn't off. It's just that the three-hour pay-per-view won't happen this year. Once Hogan has recovered, it's most likely he will sign a deal with the company and the three-hour pay-per-view will be rescheduled. So, why is it that one wrestler, a three-hour pay-per-view, hangs on the availability of one crooked old wrestler, as in Terry, Hulk Hogan, Mr. America, Belair? Because it's Hogan. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Who's probably the biggest star that TNA have got at the minute? Jeff or Scott Hall. Probably their biggest stars. Do you think fucking Grandmaster Sexy was world champion at the start? Ron Killings was also yeah. champion. I think they're probably at that stage now. Yes, so, boys yeah. and girls, our truth was a world champion. <laughs> a bloody good one as well. Yeah. A fucking good one. My name is Ron the Truth Killings. It's brilliant. Also, a little bit of news probably going to SmackDown. It looks like even the WWE magazines are becoming brand specific now. Ooh. Um, basically, the latest issue of WWE magazine, uh, as of the, um, I believe it's the December issue, uh, which will be the next issue from this, um, because I've seen the front covers. Of, the only reason I say this is because... Uh, I've seen the front covers of the November issues and it's still WWE Magazine because that's got Zach Gowan mm. and Raw has got Randy Orton. So I believe with it, if this news is correct, it will be the December issue. It's stating that it will be, instead of WWE Magazine, that will be SmackDown. Now I remember that happening. I remember... I remember seeing SmackDown, Smackdown Magazine. magazine yeah. But I always thought it was still a WWE Magazine. Yeah. But I don't ever remember them being three, so I'm probably wrong. So... I'll keep an eye on that situation. I'll keep an I eye. We should. And we will report back. So then, are we ready for a bit of smack of the down? I remember the start and the end of this smack down without even watching it back. Marvellous. So I'm, I'll lead, I'll hand over and I'll jump in with my comments and I will build you up. It's October the 23rd and your commentators are Michael Cole and Taz. And we kick off, we all Vinnie back, daddy. Comes out with the granny fan of yourself. <laughs> Talks about how, how proud he is that he beat his daughter up. The joy in his voice. Talking about how he beat up his daughter, his own flesh and blood. <laughs> <laughs> Introduces us to the new GM of SmackDown, one Mr. Paul E. Heyman. Yes. So, Stephanie is gone. Uh, so, Vince McMahon, what I, I quite liked when he was It was a very similar promo to when he announced Bischoff as the mm, raw GM. Mm, very forgiving man, isn't he, I was there, Vince McMahon? He tried to put me out of business, so he's working for me. I like, uh, I must say, I liked when he was talking about who the new GM was going to be, and he looked at Sable and he's like, oh, It's no, not you. It's not you. I've got other jobs for you. And it's like, 
Oh, <laughs> fair play. If a 70 year old man or however old he is in 2003, it was 60 years near or something like that, yeah, uh, it can can still knock about and get sable, then fair play on him. But ugh, I don't want to think of what them jobs are. I just love Tars's reaction when Paul Heyman's announced as GM. He's like, No, 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 God, no, yeah. not Paul, not him, not him. Panic. But before Heyman can even say anything. The Undertaker comes and chases him off because the Undertaker still fucking remembers when Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar used to make his life fucking miserable. Yeah. Undertaker remembers. He's the only one that remembers when shit used to happen. He's the only one who's got a uh, continuity brain. That's it. Uh, so yeah, brand new good general manager then, Paul Heyman. Uh, I, yeah, I, we've spoke about this. I, for me personally, my favourite Smackdown gem is Kurt Angle. Mm. Uh, but Paul Heyman, it's a very close second. And... Um, because of the influence that he will have backstage, he's, he got yeah. taken away from being a booker from the 2002 glory year uh, of, uh, granted we had Edge and Edge helped, and we said this, Edge helped a lot, uh, but from there with the Smackdown 6 to where we are now with Smackdown having 12 minutes of matches next week, um, it, uh, hopefully Polyman will start now having a good influence backstage, not only with the, the creative, mate, hopefully he gets back involved in all that and Stephanie fucks off. But hopefully with the guys backstage, and because him was always a great motivator. Yeah. An amazing motivator. I mean, um, watch, have you ever seen uh, Beyond the Map? Yeah, exactly. When, when he's, he's backstage, when he's backstage giving them yeah, exactly. massive pep talk. Exactly. Um, up next, John Cena and A-Train versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. It's like the tag team tournament all over again. Where's Billy Kidman? But seeing uh, Angle and Benoit tagging together again, it's going to be good. It is, It's going to be good. Of course. I quite like... I know this is, it's, it's coming to the end and it, we bring it up very, very soon in this episode and sit yourself down people because this is, we're getting towards, very towards the end of John Cena being a bastard. But the crowd are loving him now. They are and... It's, it's a natural But it, that thing, what they should have done was, I remember in a couple of years when he wins the world title um, and he turns up on Raw, he gets drafted to Raw and he comes on during the highlight reel, makes his debut with the world title. The crowd go fucking ballistic. It's amazing. The pop is out of this world. But then somewhere along the way, it stopped. But they never realised it stopped. And that's when he should have reverted back to being a bastard. Yeah. Maybe then we could have had a second coming of being this. Woo, look at me, I'm amazing. But yeah, John Cena the bastard is going soon. Uh, but teaming with A-Train. Yet again, we're trying to find something for A-Train to do. What can he do? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, lose, lose. Towards the end of this match, Benoit grabs a chair from A-Train, but hits Angle by mistake. Triggering a fight, as to be expected. Kurt gets caught in the crossfire and the match is thrown out. Um, why? It shouldn't have been a DQ, but the ref didn't see the chair shot. You saw Angle throw the chair. I didn't see the chair shot. I didn't see the chair shot. Um, it was fun while it lasted, I suppose, but what can you do with five minutes when you've got guys like that in A-Train? Yeah, uh, it's. But at least they're doing something with the. I know it's it's going. I'm always contradicting myself, and it's going back to the getting random people and just throwing them in tag team matches. But at least he's doing something, and it's you look at like Raw and Raw would really just be Orton and Flair or Flair and Orton in a tag team match against Goldberg and somebody Vanilla or Midget Jobbers. That, no, if you're gonna say it, you say it correct. They are the Vanilla Jobber connection. <laughs> We look at Tajiri blinding Nidia from last week and using a webcam 
Jamie Noble is serious about fixing Nidia's site. A webcam that he bought for Nidia. What a gem. All the money he got from his aunt, though, it means nothing. If nothing, if Nidia's not better. If Nidia doesn't come out of this okay, Tajiri will be paying. Serious Jamie actually worked, despite yeah. that thick southern accent that he has. I kind of liked, sorry. I kind of liked Serious Jamie Noble, fuck off my woman. I can cheat on my woman, but it's like Vince. Yeah. Jamie Noble's like he's in a Vince. Some southern, he's like everything Vince isn't. He's a little southern Vince. <laughs> a little southern Vince. But I can cheat on my wife, but you can't. And that's how Vince looks at it. No one, no one beats up Linda, apart from me. <laughs> no one beats up my kids, apart from me. Yeah. Charlie Aston, Shell and Benjamin, they're excited about Paul Heyman being back. When Heyman comes in, he calls them liars for not calling after Brock Lesnar took them out. Therefore, the Bashams, or otherwise now known as those wankball bastards, they're getting the tag team title shot instead of Hass and Benjamin, and they can have another match, and that is next. It's good to see the uh, WBB finally getting attacked. Oh, 100%. Like, if you think about it, um, they first got brought in as just these boring two bald twins, and then they get brought in as uh, they bring Shaniqua in, or, or the Amazon Shaniqua, or what a beam of a seat was Nichols. Funny Nichols that next week. A fucking, she is a wannabe. Can you remember when WCW though had a wannabe Mama Sia? Asia. Asia. Yeah, like when, when WWF, had, WWF had China, they had Asia. Oh, do you remember when China came to WWE, uh, to TNA? As yeah. Kurt Angle's tag team partner against Jarrett and Jarrett. <laughs> it was a fucking, oh Jarrett and he's Miss Kurt Angle. Angle's yeah. Uh, that was fucking weird. That was a weird ass time, that wasn't it? We go up to the box at the top of the arena and we see Vincent Sable. Vince in Sable's box. That's how I originally wrote that. And then I just like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, but the last time Sable was in the skybox was before Vengeance and we saw Granny fight. <laughs> Let's hope history don't repeat itself. Please. Fucking hell. Please. Hey guys, hey! It, it, it's me, wait! It's me, Vince McMahon! Up here in the skybox with Sable! Uh, Sable, you you want to say hello to all the little people down there? Hi, little people. Rikishi and Scotty are back. Hey, check out Mr. McMahon and Sable. What <laughs> <laughs> a boss! Look at Sable. Swing. Mr. McMahon should use some of those billions to pay for dancing lessons. <laughs> he dances. Uh oh. Shut up! I'm tired of all the talking. Now it's my turn. And believe me, Vince, this isn't about the title. This is about you. I guess you think you're a real big man. You beat up your daughter and you throw your wife around, huh? You some kind of shut up! I just wanted to come up here and tell you face to face, you're not such a big man. You're a pathetic, gutless coward. Hell, if you were such a big man, you wouldn't have to pay that slut Sable to sleep with you. Yeah. But let me give you just a little bit of advice if I were you, Vince. 
I'd stay up here and pray that I win my match tonight. Because if I don't, I'm going to come back up here. And you can believe me when I say this, there won't be any talking. So much for security. Are you okay? And then we see a video on Stu Hart. Uh, this one's narrated by Cole instead of Vince. Uh, and a nice bit of continuity if you treat Raw and SmackDown as two completely different things 90% mm. of the time. Um, world's greatest tag team up next in action versus debuting on the Art Hero podcast and making his return to the WWE. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Scotty too fucking hotty. And Rikishi, we're rolling back time. Now, this is Rikishi's first WWE match since June, and Scotty's first. That was first, the uh, US title That was. And Scotty's first since April of 2002. Now, Scotty Tori coming back and coming back with uh, Rikishi and basically being a tool called 2.0. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for that, I suppose. It's, I, I would have preferred him to use the uh, other music that you they had. The You Look Fly Today one. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Not yeah. banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see you back. Um, I, a bit annoyed though with how the match ends with Rikishi getting the win. Yeah, but I felt so sorry for Sean. Oh, he sits bitch. on him. He sits on him. What is it with Rikishi and just dropping all this weight on people? How is, is that not? Rips now or? How is that not? That wrestling's not real. That hurts. That hurt. Simple as. Um, but yeah, if you compare them on the tag teams where we speak about the tag teams on SmackDown and Raw are fucked. At least we're getting a legit, to an extent, mm. they have history, a legit tag team. Yeah. It's not Scotty Twatty. It's not these two guys thrown together. Yeah. Uh, and dancing in shoes post-match, as to be expected. Uh, but it's just a bit sad, though, that uh, Grandmaster Sexy's not come back as well. Yeah. I know, like, he's in TNA fucking kicking ass over there, still in Grandmaster Sexy gear. Have you ever watched any of his old NWA TNA stuff? No. He's single, too cool. He's in too cool gear. He's too cool gimmick, mannerisms, he does too cool moves. Yeah, 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 he does all that. With his goggles and everything. When he's world champion, when he's NWA champion, he's half of too cool. He's just Brian Christopher. That's still one thing that I never got. Brian Christopher, Grandmaster Sexy, NWA world champion. And then fast forward a few years, Robert Rob Conway. Fucking Rob Conway. We see Eddie Guerrero in the back getting treatment for his injuries from Sunday. When Charvo comes in and tells him to suck it up, Charvo, this is for Grandma. Tag team dissension. La familia I'm dissension. You, la familia dissension. dissension. Is that Spanish or uh, French, I think. A uh, bit of a mixture there. Uh, the match ends. Shaniqua offers a distraction. The Bashams do a bit of twin magic, allowing Doug to hit Eddie with a nightstick for the pin and the titles. A nightstick. Should that daddy. be a dildo? It was Daddy who was... That's it. Danny was legal. Fuck, I don't know. They're both he was legal. Same. They did twin magic anyway. Uh, for me though, this does scream long-term booking because I believe they were tag team dissension trying to be shown at the start with the uh, Eddie and Chavo with Grandma mm. and he's ill uh, and he's injured from No Mercy and also with them now being the new champions. Do you reckon uh, the Bashams celebrated with the tag titles like Paige did with the NXT title? Well. Shaniqua did say that they were going to <coughs> celebrate. So, but yeah, 
my only little criticism of that was it shouldn't have been a nightstick, it should have been a double ender. <laughs> it's simple as, they should have gone with it. It should have been somewhere out of Jamie Noble's love box. Simple as. And during the break, uh, we see Charbo berating Eddie for the loss, and he walks away from him. More tag team dissension. Up next, in what is his final appearance, not only on the RA Era podcast, but in WWE. This is his last match. This is his last ever match. The walking superheroes. The limping super- No, we're going to be nice. We're going to be nice. He's a fucking... We rip on him. We rip on him. He's a trooper. That's fucking Patrick. He's a trooper. Bless him. <laughs> no, right. We only dick, right? And we're not. We're nice people, really. We are really nice people. Yeah. And fair play to him. As I've, I've tried to always back up when I dick on him with a, a nice a shit sandwich. You know, Dave's shit sandwiches, right? But Apollon Cassidy. Apollon <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> we're fucking brilliant. But everything he did were a fluke. Yeah. His attack, all his his arsenal, his entire arsenal of moves had to be a fluke. Had to be him reversing. He wasn't. He couldn't go on the offence. Yeah, he had no offence. <laughs> Going up against the jury. It's non-title. Uh, Zach Gowan's wrestling in the shirt this time around. Um, we, that still doesn't even hide the fact. And this is my issue. It's not even the fact that he's only got one leg. It's not even the it's fact. It's only got one sleeve. It's not. <laughs> it's not even the fact that his moves, because of the fact that he can't stand up without his uh, prosthetic. He can't do, take advantage. He can't take control in matches. It's got to be flips. It's got to be. It's like watching the Young Bucks. <laughs> He's yeah. like a walking Young Buck. But my issue is that he looks twelve. He doesn't look like he could take anyone. He don't look like a wrestler. No, at all. no. But fair play to him that he did live his dream, right? And he's gutted. But that is his last match. But he's a novelty act. And novelty acts run their course eventually. And my God, this ran its course a fucking long ass time ago. Long time ago, it ran its course after uh, Vengeance. That's it. Once, once you've had one match, uh, like his match with Vince McMahon, and once you've seen all his fluke roll-ups and his fluke reversals and his flippy do moves, the minute ground and pound happens, he can't, he can't, he can't lock in a leg lock. He can't, no. he can't lock in a Boston Crab or anything as simple as that. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? Two calls. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And how many like lines can you get from Michael Cole of this kid has heart? He never gives up. Before it becomes too many. We had too many Avengers. That's it. That's it. Uh, obviously, Zach Gowan doesn't get the victory. And post-match, Tajiri's unnamed associates come in and lay Gowan out. Yakuza uh, in the house. Yeah, on Tajiri's orders. So, Zach Gowan is gone, never to be seen again. Um, and his lasting memory is getting whooped over by um, the Young Dragons 2.0. Yeah. Lesnar, he tells Big Show to follow his lead tonight. That's fine with Big Show though. She warns Brock that he'll be coming for that title soon. <laughs> Vince is well, still Survivor in. Survivor Series is just around the corner. Survivor Series is just around the corner. That is it. And, uh, if you catch your mind back here, Big Show Lesnar at Survivor Series. That is it. Now they're pals. Uh, Vince is still in Sable's box as we get a video for Bob Holly. He's coming back after a year off with a neck injury and he's coming for Lesnar and he wants to break his neck. No, Robert, two wrongs do not make a right. Seriously, Sparky. And spoiler alert, because I'm going to speak about it at the end of, I believe it's this episode. There's also another ex-Smackdown slash 
Raw slash WWE star making their in-ring return very, very soon. Did you get all the vignettes on the network? For former commentator on Velocity. Yes. Did you? Marvellous. Somebody call his mama. Ernest Miller is making his in-ring return. For what fucking reason? I don't know. Because catch the greatest. <laughs> Somebody call his mum. We then get the video on Hulk, um, what we got from Raw. And up next it is Undertaker versus Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Because we've always got to make Undertaker look strong. Especially when he's going to be having a couple of weeks off for all this. I know, surgery. and that what annoys me. It's what really annoys me. It gets turned into a two out of three falls match. Undertaker gets a clean win on both of them. That annoyed me. Yeah. I know it's only the US belt, but Big Show's only just won it. I mean, it's Big Show's own fault, really, for going to the top rope. I mean, remember last time Big Show went to the top rope? Yep. We collapsed. Instantly, though, we're seeing Paul Heyman as the well, Paul Heyman that you'd expect him to be when you're coming. Yeah. He's instantly but siding with the guys you'd expect no, him to stop side No, music. It's two out of three falls. Yeah, and there's no DQs. No cats. There's no DQs. Um, Post-match... Big Show lays Undertaker out with a choke slam and Brock adds an F5 onto the post. Vince, though, he wants to come see this in person, so here he comes after another break. Vince asks what match Undertaker wants with Lesnar, so Undertaker says it'll be at Survivor Series, it'll be buried alive, but not against Lesnar, against Vince McMahon. I just love Taker's delivery. Yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely like, brilliant. Beat up, can't, can't really get his words He's out. heavy breathing as well with his microphone. The police, Survivor Series. Buried alive. You got it wrong, Vince. Brock's not my opponent in the Survivor Series. You are. <laughs> He's Vince. done it now. He's gonna made a big mistake. Yeah, Bugger Red's coming to kick his ass and bury him alive. Robert crawling on his belly like a reptile. Yeah. Yeah, look at you on your hands and knees. Look at you on your hands and knees like a bitch. Look at you. Hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Let me personally congratulate you on your victory. Let me ask you a question. I'm talking to you, damn it. Listen to me. I'm asking you a question. Was that price you just paid, was it worth it, huh? The agony you just went through, the beating you just took, was it worth it just to get your title shot, huh? Was it worth it? I'll answer that, no! It wasn't worth it, you know why? Because as long as I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out, as long as I'm alive, you'll never be the WWE Champion, never! So no. So tell me here, okay, Paul Heyman said, you can have any kind of match you want with anybody at any time. I know you want Brock Lesnar. So tell me, where's it gonna be, huh? When's it gonna be? What kind of match? I can't hear you. Damn it, talk to me. Talk to me, damn it. Uh, you know, uh, I will. I will have my revenge. Yeah. Uh, the place. <laughs> the place is Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yeah. What kind of demonic match is this going to be? Uh, what's your twisted mind coming up with? The match. 
is buried alive. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, well, that's just great. A buried alive match at Survivor Series. Isn't that wonderful, huh? Let me tell you something, dead man. At Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar is going to bury you six feet under. You got it all wrong, Vince. Brock Lesnar's not my opponent at Survivor Series. You are. Good God. Wow! Undertaker, Mr. McMahon, buried alive. Survivor Series. Oh my God. Woo! <laughs> you're you're mine. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of a weird end to SmackDown. Vince McMahon yet again getting involved in the main event. Yet again. How many times this year is it Vince McMahon versus somebody? Mania. Vengeance. No mercy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He was involved in the movie out as well. He's every near of every single paper. He was involved in SummerSlam. Ridiculous. Ridic fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I ain't damn for seeing Biker Chain buried alive and all that nonsense with them two. I've said it a couple of months ago. I think Undertaker now, your time's to move on to Pastures New. Possibly Raw. Possibly just something. He looked good about it all, though, I know he? he comes straight goes to the dead man, but it is it. It ran its course, and you can see why WWE's realised this now, and he's going back to the gimmick that made him who he is. Uh, now, a couple of bit of news items coming out of SmackDown. Uh, there's a report backstage that WB wanted to name the new Japanese faction the Yakuza. But apparently Chijiro didn't want to be um, associated and to offend the real Yakuza, which is the Japanese Mafia. Yeah, you could, yeah, Smart. And maybe probably not that I've got on your back. And also, not really Smackdown related, but it looks like the Ultimate Warrior is ready to return to the squared circle. On his official website, don't look at me like that, the former WB champion writes... 
Check back here on Tuesday the 28th of October for an important announcement regarding Ultimate Warrior's return to professional wrestling. Now, do you, can you remember what the return is? Was it, it, it fights it, fucking Orlando Jordan. Jordan for the NWA. Not the NWA, is it? No, it's, it's fucking the, the National Wrestling Bullshit Alliance of fucking Middle East and Africa or something. It's nothing, but I remember it coming back and I remember being mortified when he had skinhead. Yeah. Because he's got full warrior gimmick. But, but he's bald. His hair, yeah. And it was, like, it was like watching Shawn Michaels in Saudi Arabia. That was upsetting. That's you just look like a bald old man now. Yeah, At least Triple H has added to his it's gimmick. And he's still... Kid. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah. What did you reckon to SmackDown? I don't think I asked you. I loved that episode of SmackDown. But why? Because it, it... How it's... Uh, stayed in my memory for all these years. Just a constant reminder. Well, for what reasons more do you reckon it's stayed? I think the whole main event thing, uh, I was being a massive Undertaker fan. Uh, it just... The build, just the whole build, the build, alive the and stuff. very live and it's post-match promo thing. Yeah. So then, shall we move on to a bit on Monday Night Raw? Let's do it. October the 27th, 2003. Your host is always, JR and the King. Evolution join us, minus the groom, of course, as we mentioned, he's got married it's since. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, granted, it's not the real wedding. We know the real wedding happened in 99 in Vegas. This is just to, to make family and friends get involved and stuff like that. Uh, Batista, he actually gave a decent promo uh, on the whole situation, revealing himself to be the mystery man. Uncle Eric interrupts and he's about to take them up on that offer. But then Austin interrupts and decides that Triple H gets to face Goldberg for the title at Survivor Series instead. He's coming home. Now, now Big Dave's back. It's definitely coming home. <laughs> yes. Definitely, definitely coming home. Um, it kind of shows you though how important or not important Goldberg is when he's not even there in the promo when they're making the decision about the main event about him. He's not even there. Yeah. His belt's there, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> You've made me the happiest man on the planet! Normally, I'd be furious about something like this. You know what I mean? But come on, Goldberg. I mean, after I extended my hand in friendship, I tried to reach out to him. What does he do? He spears me right in this ring. I remember that. Well, you know what? Screw Bill Goldberg. And screw all of you! Oh, wow. Evolution, I have something here that Goldberg, well, he kind of left it at ringside while he was being helped up the ramp with that shattered ankle. And hey, that whole 30-day rule where he has to defend the title, hell with that! We know that isn't gonna happen. So Goldberg, oh, I know you're watching Goldberg. So watch very, very closely. What's he supposed to watch? I don't know, what do you mean? I think he's watching what these people were chanting earlier, that's for sure. 
This, this was your title, Goldberg. I say was because it's no longer yours. As co-general manager, I, Eric Bischoff, wish to present this world championship to a man who deserves it more than anybody. Survivor Series, but what's he got to say about this situation? Well, look at Bischoff. He can't believe Austin's out here. First of all, I think you left something in that bag. Allow me. Something else in the Let bag? Let me see here. I think I got it. What is it? Yep. There it is right there. Bottom line is, you can't strip Bill Goldberg of the title. And why the hell not? Why not? Why not? Funny you should ask, because I talked to Bill Goldberg over the weekend. And he says he don't care how messed up his ankle is, that the bitch is coming back. What? I don't know how, I don't know when, you heard me. Knock that stupid look off your face. All I know is that some bitch is pissed off. He wants revenge. So I booked him in a match at Survivor Series what? against Triple H. Wait a minute, Goldberg! You can't do that! You can't do that! What if he can never walk again? What if he can never wrestle again? You can't do that. Settle down before you blow your pacemaker, kid. Uh-oh. If the man ain't 100%, I guess it'll be a short night for Triple H, huh? I'm just telling you like it is. Bill Goldberg. It's going to be a Survivor Series. He will face Triple H for the world title. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up.
Batista gets in Austin's face over this, allowing the vanilla job connection to attack Flair and Orton. I love how they're bringing all these nobodies in and pushing them in the main event just to be fodder for Evolution. The 2003 Evolution run, realistically, has been fucking abysmal. And people look at these as the, one of the greatest factions of all factions. Even though it was a horseman ripoff. Yeah, but look at their opponents. Look at their opponents yeah. so mean, far. The original horsemen had the Van Eyck's. They had a lot of mid-80s fucking Evolution American talent. Uh, Maven job of connection. That's it. Maven. Steiner. It's just Steiner's been the most high profile guy they've got. Nash. Nash. <laughs> fucking The two dudes we had to. The threat of Nash and Michaels in 2003. Meanwhile, we go backstage and Trish and Lita hang out in their underwear because obviously. And up next is Booker T versus Rico. Poor fucking Rico. He was never gonna get the win, was he? And it took a second, it felt like a second for yeah, Booker T to get the victory. Jericho interrupts the celebrations though for an impromptu highlight reel, uh, but it's actually a cunning plan set up for Team Bischoff, aka Christian and Steiner, to attack him inside a cage that was you just knew, hanging up there for some well, reason. He gave it away that the cage was. Really <laughs> when he was walking down, he was looking at the looking cage. Up. Just making sure it's there for the spot. RVD though makes the save, and he also joins Team Stone Cold for the Survivor Series. Do you remember around uh, No Mercy 2001 time? Uh, when Stone Cold said to RVD, I don't like you. And RVD said back to him, I don't like you either. Yeah. But, it's Survivor Series. But now he's helping him keep his job. Do you know what I would have liked to have done? Can you remember Survivor Series, I think it was 95, where they just plucked guys and threw them together so heels and faces sided on the same team? Yes. Do we, I'll do that with them. Do that with this. So Linda comes out <coughs> and she says, well, you want Team Bishop, you want Team Austin, but I get to pick the teams. And she's pissed. So she loads like, we get Sylvan Grognier and Devon on the tag team. Oh, well, yeah, wrong. Rene Dupree then. And Devon on Team Austin as the tag team. Rico, Goldust and Batista. <laughs> That's Team Austin. Steiner. Yeah. Uh, Storm. Van Damme. Who else is... Val Venus. Who else can make Steiner look even shitter? Uh, Stacey Keebler. Uh, there's Team Bischoff. So, Rob Van Damme, so he's joined Austin. And meanwhile, Eric and Jericho conspire against Rob Van Damme, threatening to steal his IC title. Threatening to steal his weed. That would piss him off more. I do. <laughs> Up next, Mark Henry versus Lance Storm. At least Lance Storm's getting action. His, his gimmick of proving I'm not boring. At least he's getting matches. Yeah. Finally. But that's the only kind of thing he is getting. Mark Henry, uh, he's battering Storm around for about a minute when Michaels runs in for DQ. Storm gets to lay on the ground and sell while Michaels slaps hands with the fans and they wonder why no one gets over. <laughs> Do you know how long, did you know, not notice how long he's sold for while Michaels was celebrating? his expression when Michaels walked past him? Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Scumbag. He's <laughs> cost me my match. We see John Heidenreich. And he's ready to team with the Hurricane in his tag match. Hiding came. <laughs> Could you imagine if Hiding Rack was a shit? Uh, well, why not make it as stable? Oh, the superheroes in training. Yeah. Yes. Let's have Hiding Rack as fucking, I don't know, Captain Weird. Uh, he mentions little Captain Johnny. Darcy. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Johnny. Oh, imagine him a frozen Nazi. That's a superhero, isn't it? Definitely a frozen Nazi, but I don't know how we'd make that a hero and not a villain. <laughs> Hurricane mentions little Johnny uh, but he couldn't be here tonight 
Rosie comes up to take a picture of them and Hurricane mentioned Johnny being Heidenreich's son. Actually, that's not right. And Heidenreich whispers the real story in Hurricane's ear. The jaw drops and Rosie takes the picture, leaving Hurricane to say, and people think I'm weird for wearing a cape. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I don't know. I want to know what little Johnny is now. I think it's his dick. <laughs> well, it shows Trish little Johnny. Yeah, that's what I mean. It shows Michael Cole little Johnny. Okay, now. We go backstage and Leah goes up to Christian in the back and wants to know what happened last week. Why is Chrissy wearing a blouse? Because, uh, I don't know, if he's trying to get in touch with his feminine side and say Leah like soft. He's always wearing these blouses. It's these, they're like flannel shirts. They're like shirts you'd wear if you were going on a cruise. No, the shirts your wife <laughs> would wear if you went on a cruise. <laughs> Christian says he was reading a book and there's a picture of the two of them holding hands. Apparently there was a bit of history but Leah acts like it's nothing now and she leaves for her match. All a little bit flustered. So, uh, more... More progress in a great over Canadian, Canadian dollar. dollar. Just who can do get a finger bang. And we move on to more Shane McMahon trying to get Kane. And he has a match with a mystery opponent tonight and he hopes it is Kane. It's not going to be Kane. It's never a, it's it never, never going to be Kane. Never going to be Kane. Up next, tag team time. The hit triple, double H's. Hurricane and Adam Rag versus the Bellends. Uh, they're not the Bellends though. I think we need another name. Now Conway's entered it. But... I don't feel like we need to put that out to them again. I don't. I feel like they did a grand it's job. Three bellends. Yeah, three. but they're not though because Sylvan's not there anymore. The son's two bellends. Yeah, they just. Uh, I don't like. I hate Rob Conway. You scumbag. Should stick with being American. Your penis. <laughs> penis. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Your penis. We, got, you don't call from a penis. Your fucking penis. Uh, we hit the USA chance. Uh, from the Army, the Air Force and the Marines, uh, we, we see that they're all in the crowd. So we know who's going over. Of course. Um, and the commentators start with the France sucks jokes, of course. And they break it, Hurricane out of trouble, uh, but it's hiding right coming into clean house. Conway eats a bicycle kick for two. And a rock bottom. It's, yeah. <laughs> a lot of spin in it. <laughs> I'm sure you can use that on one of the Smackdown games. Like a spinning rock bottom. Yes. They call it like it's like a Sambo. spinning urinagi or sambo. Sambo, sambo. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Um, fairly boring. Um, but I'm really getting sick of rah, 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 USA, USA. Fucking look at us. We don't like America. Look at us defending America. It can only go on so long. And I honestly believe... Reddit's course at SummerSlam. It, the balance is over. I'm not bothered anymore. If they can't be chasing the belts, what can they be doing unless it's somebody chasing... Uh, look at me. I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! So just a US, it's bullshit. But post-match, Heidenreich, he breaks up an attempt to wave the French flag. So we're probably going to get more going forward of Heidenreich defending. But maybe Heidenreich and little Johnny are going to be next up against fucking the villains. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Up next, Shane McMahon versus dot dot dot. No DQ and the mystery opponent is Test. Well, maybe not because he's done his legging still. And he comes out wearing street clothes. He's here to introduce the mystery opponent tonight. And it's Test! <laughs> okay. He's really still hobbling. Oh, yeah. Shane peppers him with lefts and rights that are awful and stomps on the bad foot, sending Test to the floor to call for backup. And then Test spends the rest of this segment. Ken! 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 Where's Test's fucking mojo gone? Test a whoop Shane's ass. This is supposed to be a hardcore match as well. Not having it. And not one mention from the announcers of Tess being a former hardcore champion. <laughs> I know. 
But the, yeah, but that's one of the things that when the minute the belt's not there, they don't talk about any lineage or history anymore. When when have they ever brought up the European champion ever, or the history of the European Championship? It's True. only went a year ago. Yeah. Never gets brought up ever. The same as Alcatel only went a year ago. Never gets brought up. Um, Testy gets a bit of advantage. He full Nelson slam plants Shane, but rather than covering, Kane, it's weapons time. Tess is in control until Stacy slows him down. The distraction lets Shane get in a few weapon shots and unloads with a van terminator. Cairo, Kane's pyro then goes off and Tess gets in the crutch shot for the two. But Pando slams counter into a DDT onto the trash can for two more. And they're both a bit rocked. Shane chairs him in the corner and now the van terminator connects for the pin. Now, we've spent months on Test and Steiner. And the next step is Test getting to job to Shane on Raw. Well, they do have a bit of history, don't they? Shane's not a wrestler! But <laughs> that's what Tess tried to marry his sister. Yeah, but then they give him mates because then Tess helped Shane. Oh, yeah. To get his blessing. Against Big Show. After that, no, oh, yeah. well, no, before the. Oh, no, yeah. he had to win his blessing by getting through the Mean Street Posse and then beating Shane. That was one of the greatest roles ever. It, like, for three weeks constantly in the 90s, Tess, he beat one Mean Street Posse, he broke his arm. He beat the other one, he broke his leg. And they come out with plaster cast on. But the other one, he broke his neck. So he'd come out with a brace, neck brace on. And then you get the, the final match for the honour of Shane McMahon. Test against Shane at SummerSlam 99, I want to say, or maybe 2001 or two. Uh, yeah, and he, he, won, he won the forgiveness. And I think that's when they started to develop a bit of relationship. And then Shane started, Test started helping. No, it went a bit later because Test would uh, heal, weren't it, with TNA. And it was TNA that was helping Shane at the time. Yeah, but full uh, circle, isn't it? I think it was SummerSlam when it 2000 we when Tess tried to help Shane yeah beat Blackman yeah and uh, post match Shane accuses Kane of being scared he should be scared he should be showing his face if Kane won't come out he'll offer a demonstration that means t beating Ch Test up even more and crushing his foot on the steps with a chair this brings Kane to the stage but no further and Shane announces that Survivor Series will be an ambulance match now for those that have never ever ever witnessed an ambulance match Michael just like you did a chain match uh, on a pole match. Explain to those listeners, explain to the listeners, what is the concept of an ambulance match? Well, you start off in ring, and then you got to fight the ambulance, then you got to put your opponent in ambulance. In ambulance, and send them off to hospital. <laughs> and once in ambulance, close doors, and you win. Literally, a shit match. That sounds like the most bullshit thing in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's a glorified stretchy match. It's bullshit. It's bu a stretchy match is bullshit, really, because you've just got to push them over a line. It should be death. We said that on the stretcher match. Stretcher matches should equal death. Up next, Trish Stratus and Lita versus Gail... Nope. Up next, Trish Stratus... Right there. Up next, number one contenders, woman's title, Stratus, Lita, Kim, Victoria. What the fuck's Stevie done to his hair? Two fucking ponytails. Ready to wrestle though, innit? Two pigtails in a ponytail. Ready to wrestle. Always ready to wrestle. Victoria and Gail get in a fight with Kim being sent outside, leaving Lita to grab the DDT for the pin. So, Lita is your new number one contender for Obviously. the Divas title. Was it going to go any other way? No. Was it going to be Trish? No. Not really. Not really. Uh, we see the coach is getting his makeup done while reading Austin's new book. Have you ever read that book? The Stone Cold Truth. The Stone Cold Truth. No. No, neither have I. Maybe we should. Yeah. Talk about it. Get my reading boss. 
I don't like reading books, so maybe Alexa, Alexa will do it for me. I've got an Alexa, I've got bought, bought them Alexa Amazon things for, for Christmas. Maybe I can get her to read it for me. Audiobook. <laughs> no, because I, I, I just get bored. <laughs> I don't want to read it then. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. So good, for films. Yeah, I'm not a good book. I'm not a good book reader. Uh, we get another video on Hawk. I quite like how they are mm. uh, really putting emphasis on the fact that he were a fucking legend. Absolute. And here's the coach to review the book. He's even has a podium with the coach's book review on it, which is, I thought was brilliant. Uh, coach calls uh, most of the statements in the book lies, focusing on Bischoff firing Austin from WCW. Cue Austin to offer Coach a free shot, but Coach offers him the same thing. Austin, though, he has to decline, but he, when his team wins at Survivor Series, he'd like Coach to do the post-match interview because it's the first face that Austin wants to see. Yeah, kick his ass. So, when Austin's team wins or loses, he's going to kick the fuck out of everyone. 100%, 100%. Up next, the Vanilla Jobber connection, Jindrak and Cade. They're ready to win, so here's Sean to give them a pep talk. I like the element of Cade was from Sean's Wrestling Academy, that they had Sean come in, because they, 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 they had that right at the start, didn't yeah. they, as, as Sean's new protege to an extent. I like how they're still using that. I do like how they're still using that. And they go for their match, but Teddy comes in to yell about Sean super-kicking Mark Henry. Teddy wants Henry versus the Heartbreak Cracker next week. I loved that name. Wouldn't really work in 2019, maybe, but... Yeah, I quite yeah, like that heartbreak. A bit of a racist Just term. a touch. Teddy leaves, so here's Bischoff to have security escort Sean from the arena. And Jay and King, they thank the fans for their viewership as Raw was the highest rated cable show of the week. American TV must be wank because Raw in all three is shite. Yeah. And that's the highest rated fucking show. What else was on TV in 2003 though? I don't fucking know. I can't remember what I did this morning. <laughs> Friends still on? Probably. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it was last, I so. like last year, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, I imagine so. Up next, Vanilla Jobber Connection versus Evolutions, Flair and Orton. Orton and Jindrak start things off, but hang on a second, as Maven, the definition of inspiration, is here to cancel out Batista. Make, jo <laughs> make your own jokes, people, it speaks for itself. Maven versus Batista. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Cade comes in and gets stomped down before it's off to Flair in red, meaning he's likely to be losing. But a double clothesline allows the hot tag to Jindrak. Some nice drop, drop kicks have Evolution in trouble, but Flair, he rolls Jindrak up. The referee is busy though, so Maven comes in, runs up Flair with his arm extended and barely grazes Rick's hair, but somehow turns the roll up over to get Jindrak the victory. The vanilla Jabba connection. Not Jabba's anymore. The vanilla connection. I don't know if that's going to work. But it's like but, Flair. In red. can take losses. And in red. It not matter. Because he's in red and it don't matter. That's his own category. That's his own Ric Flair gimmick. Red Ric Flair. That character loses all the time. That's like the Barry Horowitz of Ric Flair gimmicks. Like, can you remember, yeah. remember 2010 Ric Flair? Really desperate old man who was still cutting himself in matches against Hulk Hogan in TNA. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that Ric Flair. But it's like, <laughs> he wears red lights. Guys on the, you know, Star Trek. With the red guys in red shirts, yeah, yeah. Who always die. There you go. See, that, that could be the gimmick. Maybe he's like a massive geek. Well, he has got Space Odyssey as his theme song. Hey, we might have fucking just uncovered something here. That probably someone uncovered years ago. <laughs> Evolution they wreck post match as expected, and Batista looks very good dominating them little midgets. He's frozen. I know Jindrak's not that small, nah. but next to Batista, he looks tiny. 
This is for trying to take my place. I know I, you little fucker. Piss off. Up next, I see title twice. So yeah, exactly <laughs> that. He lost to Jericho. Jericho became new IC champion. Austin come out. Ah, ah, champ! Reversed it. Cage match. I would have expected uh, a ladder match. <laughs> cage is there, so it had to be used. Uh, but for Steiner and CLB to come out. Uh, yes. Well, obviously, sure we got all that post-match because that's yeah, emphasis on the I would have team expected against it team. During the match, them to interfere and make sure Jericho wouldn't be rematch. No, I would agree there. No, definitely, I would agree there. A hundred percent. Um. So yeah, overall, raw. I like. I do must say, I like how we are still showing the power struggle between Bischoff and Austin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. As I said at the start, Survivor Series for me, all oh, your. It feels like there's one match, two matches from Raw, because you've got 90% of the Raw roster is involved in the Survivor Series match. Announced. We've got we've women's got title. Women's title, title which will last 30 seconds. So don't even try and get that credit, Michael. World title, which should last. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not excited at the minute for Survivor Series. I want a bit more. I don't know, a bit more pizzazz, a bit more jazz. I look to see one. Fucking Survivor Series! I look forward to the only SmackDown match announced so far. Yes. Now that is the sort of gimmick match that you should have at Survivor Series. And that's one, if someone said Survivor Series 2003, they'll remember that 100%. That's the only match I remember. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I've got a little bit of news coming out. It seems that the current plan is for Vince McMahon to defeat The Undertaker at the, this year's Survivor Series in Buried Alive. Um, the Undertaker will be buried alive as a result of losing the match and he will take a substantial amount of time off television. His return is penciled in for either around WrestleMania 20 or just before. Elbow uh, surgery. Yep. And more interestingly, The Undertaker has now been confirmed will ditch the American badass to return to his first and original gimmick, the dead man. Fucking yes. Finally. Finally. Um, whether this is a sign of the impending retirement for Taker at the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania, we do not know at this time, according to the Dirty Dirt Sheets, but any information that we keep updated with. So that must have been weird, that the thought at the time in 2003 that he was coming back for one last run. Mm. Well, he was, he had been in his late 40s. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. Uh, so, back then, they'd have known that he's not got much longer, much left in tank. No, 100%, 100%. Now, according to uh, Meltzer, backstage, many superstars, including some of the loyalists, are getting pretty upset with Vince McMahon these days. They feel that Vince is just ignoring many of the problems the company is facing and not bothering to address them, opting to just continue down the same route that the company has been taking and hoping that business starts to pick up again. Well, that sounds fucking familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> the morale in company is obviously at all-time low, as even Kurt Angle has been vocal as of late about the direction the company has been taking. Angle is known around WWE locker room to be a very positive person who always has faith in the direction that WWE takes, but not as this fucking minute. 2019, anyone? This sounds fucking familiar. Now, WWE are continuing their search for a colour commentator to join Josh Matthews on Velocity because, as I've mentioned, Ernest the Cat Miller is making his triumphant ring ring return. Why? We don't know. You'll be pissed. Bill DeMott's being the name fucking handed around. Oh, God. <laughs> He's going to shoot Josh Rashley's, isn't he? They are hoping that he will bring a fresh perspective from a wrestler's point of view to the show. Speaking of the cat, Ernest Miller, uh, he is, if it's true that his in-ring return is happening very soon, WWE might decide to send Miller down to OVW for a few weeks to shake off any ring rust. 
No word yet when we expect to see the cat back on Udemy TV or which brand he will return on. I'm guessing SmackDown. Yeah, I'd say SmackDown. I'd say SmackDown because... Dorsey. Uh, and also there is a chance that Matt Hardy could be moving over to Raw to get involved in the current storyline going on between Christian and Leah. Called it! <laughs> right now, no plans have been announced for any such move, but there are a few storyline ideas for Hardy to pursue if he moved over to Raw. And also, Jeff Hardy was backstage at Raw on Monday visiting friends and hanging out with Leah. Jeff is currently working on his music career and has a concert scheduled uh, for November 21st. As for wrestling, Jeff has worked only a handful of dates with various indie promotions since being released by WWE a while back. Now, obviously, that doesn't happen because he turns up in TNA. But I think that the Hardys, if Jeff is drug-free, which obviously he's not, unfortunately, but in WWE minds, if he is, and he's backstage and he's friendly and happy and healthy, he probably isn't, which is why nothing's happened. Yeah. But Jeff and Matt reuniting, get rid of V1 character, Jeff and Matt reuniting on Raw against Christian and Jericho, I'd be down for. Hell yeah. I'd Hell be down for 100%. Yeah. going to try to regain his intercontinental title. you got to climb down slowly. You'll break your legs. Vendez with Jericho. Jericho's going to try to go through the door. Jericho's going to try to escape through the door. And oh, God. Van Damme hanging. And Van Damme wins it back. Van Damme wins his title He's regained his Intercontinental title in a one-on-one -on -one man's match. What a competitor. Bischoff gets there. Hey, wait a minute. There's Christian. There's Scott Steiner. Christian and Scott Steiner are double-teaming Van Damme. They just got through 20 minutes of hell with Jericho. The last 10 in the cage. Look out now. Christian is joining Bischoff's Survivor Series team tonight. And Christian is Scott Steiner now entering the cage. Oh, this is bad for Rob Van Dam. Van Dam is being gut and cornered here. And wait a minute. It's Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. What are they doing out here? Look out. But Dudley's coming to the end of Van Dam. But Dudley's having to declare for Austin. But man, they're Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here, King. Look at Teddy Long. That's Mark Henry. What's Teddy Long got with him? Teddy Long got a King and a lock. Mark Henry is destroying human bodies. Teddy Long has just locked this cage. There'll be no getting in or out now. It's a, a four or three advantage. And now you've got to believe it. That's Mark Henry decided to join Team Bischoff for Survivor Series. Oh, One of Dudley's and RVD get the hell kicked out of him. Booker T. Booker T. Booker T is trying to climb in. Booker T go. Booker T's up. Oh my God. Booker T's on top of the cage. Booker T's on top of the cage. Booker T is. He took down Mark Henry and Scott Steiner. Did you see that? Look at this. Look at Booker. Booker T. Oh. Get a buck. And Scott Steiner back up. Scott Steiner back up now. 
So is Mark Henry, and he just hit Henry Flash in the face. That world's strongest man slam. Tearing Booker T's insides up. The Dudleys have been decimated. Van Dam has been eliminated. And Booker T is being annihilated. This is unbelievable. Look at, look at Jericho. Jericho's a bloody mess, but he's still enjoying the view from up there. Jericho looking down at the carnage. I tell you what, it doesn't look good for Stone Cold at the Survivor Series King. Don't trust anyone. I don't know if you can trust these guys to win it for him. Eric Bischoff's team looks untouchable tonight. Look at the carnage. It's carnage. So then we'll end part one with the second Smackdown, the fourth episode in this month. With about 12 minutes worth of matches. Yeah. Fucking, I, that, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the only thing I can say. We spoke about this a little bit heavier at the start. It's, it's Halloween. So it's the 30th of October. So it's Halloween. So we're going to get Halloween gimmick stuff. I can dig that. Do it like they're doing 2018-19. Halloween trickery street fight. Or Christmas fucking that were embarrassing that on Raw to be fair. That because it's not like you remember years ago, we had a Christmas presents match where Steve Blackman had opened a kendo stick looking box that was wrapped in Christmas wrapping. Yeah. And there were a kendo stick inside it. Or there were nunchucks or something. These days they open it and there was candy canes and shit like that. It's just for me, yeah. But you can expect there was going to be some Christmassy, uh, Christmassy, some Halloweeny sort of stuff. But 12 minutes of action. Do you want to hear more of some of the little shot, yeah? This is the only one I found because I didn't look into them all. But because of this, I'm going to start looking. Two and a half thousand people were in attendance for this TV taping. Jesus Christ. There was one that I, I don't want to... I don't want to say it was confirmed, but there was one that I looked at. I think it was maybe the week before, the two weeks before, that was three and a half thousand. We're getting less than five thousand people for these TV. I've noticed a lot of, like, there's only one uh, tier of seats. Yeah. A lot of top. It's hmm. Mm. See these low attendances, but we're at the Phillips Arena. I know of that arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Of, that has a lot more than capacity, and two and a half thousand. Surely they've had pay per views there. Yeah. Very strange, That's very strange. Not good for SmackDown, which is the better wrestling show. Yeah, very. very. Especially in Georgia, which is a big well, wrestling Supposed to be the best fucking so, wrestling show. Supposed to be. 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, when we were here last week, then the Heyman era has had its first full night, and you can imagine that Vince McMahon isn't all happy with him. Last week's show ended, Undertaker managed to defeat Big Show and Brock Lesnar in the same match. Naturally, been both of them because wins and losses on champions don't really matter in the WWE. Ovs. Nope. Look at Baby Stadium. Yeah. We open with a recap of last week's story with Heyman becoming a GM and Undertaker overcoming the odds to set up his Buried Alive match at Survivor Series. Um, it's amazing how much younger and energetic and less bloated Heyman kind of looks. He's had a bit of time away from mm. WWE and he looks, don't know, he just looks a bit fresher. Healthier. Yeah, than he did. Well, especially now. Compare him to the Heyman of now, but even when he was running with Brock and it was only a few months ago. I don't know, he just looks a bit more... Less, less of a year. Yeah, he's probably just a bit more, yeah, a bit more rejuvenised and a bit more... He's had, a, he's had his Weetabix, <laughs> he's, uh, he's looked after himself. And we find out at Survivor Series, it's going to be Team Angle 
versus Team Lesnar. As I mentioned on Raw. Team Angle. Team Angle. Team Angle. World's greatest tag team. Team <laughs> Angle. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Ebony and Ivory. Why did you get them? Back in gear as well. Why don't you get them back in the gear? Yeah. Are they, where are they? They'll, they'll obviously be pissed off with him for yes. taking away the title shot last yeah. week. So that's that's a way to put them in face. Perfect. So, like I did on all them, Mike, rebook the teams. Get rid of Bob Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. And Bradshaw. And Bradshaw. They replace him with Team Angle. Yeah. Ebony yeah. and Ivory. Yeah. No, I think you're happy now. I take certainly take Bob Holly out of this, but it does add to the element, and at least it does add to a little bit of storyline continuity. Built with, to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, with Bob Holly, Lesnar fucked me over, so I'm gonna now fuck him over, and I'm gonna do exactly what he did to me. I'm gonna try and break his neck. Uh, up next, A Train and John Cena versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit in See, a rematch. I would have expected Angle versus Benoit, or A Train versus Angle and Cena versus Benoit in singles action. Well, no, Angle versus Benoit because of, like, last week, the whole post-match No, fight. but they're going to be on Team Angle, so we don't have none of that. It's, we're now showing that we're on the team, and it's now building towards who's going to be the, the, the mystery fucking partner on the team. Who's going to be the mystery kind partner? Of obvious from the start. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adrian, again, it annoys me that he's still there, and he's still in this mid-card, and he's never going to go for a mid-card title. No. He's never going to go for the world title. The fuck do you do with A-Train? He's not big enough to be a giant. Can you say, because he never chose you to see the fit. No, he don't do fuck all. Spoiler alert. He does fuck all. Yeah. What do you do with A-Train? Apart from note and just have him keep jobbing. Or keep... Well, he's a former IC champion. <laughs> End of the match. Benoit rolls the Germans onto A-Train, followed by the Swan Dive for the victory uh, with the clean pin. Um, that That is just... I thought... Coming out of this or watching this, it was weird because it was like the finish was how the finish would be in a Survivor Series match. Yeah. Incredibly clean. Really clean. Too clean. Yeah, too clean. Go and get fucking dirty. Um, it was entertaining though. Got a little bit of time to make things better. Uh, A-Train's... He's good at... Right? The thing is with A-Train, I like him as the role of the enforcer. It's like when he was like Sable's bodyguard. Yeah. That role works okay, but I don't know. Cena's getting better, and Cena working with Angle and Benoit will only improve Cena. Um, Tenfold. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Post-match, Cena yells at A-Train and gets slapped, so Cena kicks him low. And an FU plants A-Train, and... Great strength, Fury. This is the moment. This is the last ever time you will ever see John Cena be the bad guy. Yeah. That's, this is his face turn. This is the face turn. The era of John Cena, fucking super duper Superman, has begun. Yeah, when you can hold A-Train up like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he... Oh, he's, he's one. I always remember the, the first time I ever saw him lift Big Show for an FU. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Because he's like, he's, he's a small man in the grand scheme of things compared to your Big Shows and your Takers and Canes of the world. Even Brock Lesnar, that amazed me, but Brock Lesnar's massive compared to Cena. Mm. But Cena is just, he's super, he's superhuman with the strength. Absolutely superhuman. We go backstage, Vince is ripping into Heyman for screwing everything up last week, and says they won't be a buried alive match because they won't be an Undertaker at Survivor Series. Heyman says there's going to be a problem because he's given Undertaker time off until Survivor Series. 
Well, he's got some annual leave to use the planet for, <laughs> before you get surgery. This is what's going to happen, pal. Terrorists are going to burn down the Undertaker's house. His children are going to be kidnapped. His wife, she's going to be raped by a motorcycle gang right in front of him. That's the plan I want implemented. If Vince wants all this done, or he's going to strangle him into death in the arena. Did that still make the network? Yes, it did. <laughs> it was... I'm not surprised because it's Vince and we saw Vince. last month yeah. all the things in he coming out of his mind. He doesn't give a fuck. doesn't give a fuck. He's not bothered. But why is he upset about Burn Live Match? Last time I checked, Burn Live Match is no DQ. Yep. Get so, everyone involved. Get lads out. Yeah. Get all lads. Get A train. Get all Team lads Les together. Team Angle Lesnar Match, that's on first. You've got, you got plenty of time for them to recover and help you out. Exactly. Exactly. Because based on what he's capable of, I gave The Undertaker off until Survivor's Oh, God! Ah! <laughs> you don't realize what I want to do, do you? I mean, uh, you, you see, this is what's going to happen. Terrorists are going to burn down The Undertaker's house. Yeah. Huh? 
His children are going to be kidnapped. His wife, she's going to be raped by a motorcycle gang right in front of the Undertaker. That's the plan I want implemented, damn it. And you're going to do it. And you're going to do it in 15 minutes. And if you don't, you see these hands? You yeah. see these hands? Yeah, I see them. I'm going to wrap them right around your throat. And I'm going to drag you out in front of these people. And I'm going to dig my fingers down into your flesh. And I'm going to choke the life right out of you. Someone's going to the principal's office. What do you have for me? Nothing. seconds from now I'm gonna put my hands on you I'm gonna drag you out to the ring and I will enjoy choking the life right out of you and then after you're dead then I'm gonna fire you you're gonna fire me yeah. thank you Vince I want you to fire me this is what you're reduced to now? You're gonna smack me around, Vince? You used to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and now you're gonna smack around Paul Heyman? And one-legged Zach Gowan? And your own daughter, Stephanie McMahon? That's, that's what's become of Vince McMahon? See, Vince, I'm begging you to fire me, because I don't want to work for this Vince McMahon. See, I wanted to work for the Vince McMahon that ran every other owner, including me, out of business. That's the Vince McMahon I wanted to work for, not this Vince McMahon. I, I wanted to work for the Vince McMahon that threw his guts and his brains and his balls, took on Ted Turner and his billions, and Time Warner and their billions, and ran their wrestling company right into the ground. That's the Vince McMahon I wanted to work for, not this Vince McMahon. I wanted to work for the Vince McMahon that stared a federal indictment, the United States versus Vincent Kennedy McMahon, straight in the face. And when they came to you and threatened you with 30 years in prison, you wouldn't take a plea bargain. You wouldn't even negotiate with them, Vince, because you believed in yourself. You believed in who you are and what you were about. That's the Vince McMahon I wanted to work for, not this Vince McMahon. You see, Vince, what, whatever happened to you? Where's the ruthless aggression? Yes, Vince, you're right. The Undertaker can bury you alive at Survivor Series. And right now, that will probably happen. 
Unless you get out of this jam like you always have. Vince, what happened to that Vince McMahon? To the Vince McMahon who's at his best when he's boxed in. What happened to that Vince McMahon that showed everybody that ever came up against him that when you try to box in Vince McMahon, when you try to take down Vince McMahon, when you try to bury Vince McMahon alive, that they always find out the hard way that they've got no chance in We go backstage, Tony Wilson, she's getting ready for a trick-or-treat contest and sizes up some of her options. Uh, naturally, though, she just got out of the showers in a towel because wrestling. Yeah, I'm pissed off at that camera, man. <laughs> Pad up and keep it on. <laughs> Angle asks Benoit to be on his team and Benoit accepts. But remember, they're not friends. We're not friends. He always likes to make sure we're not mates. I'm doing this for the good of SmackDown. Heyman, though, he goes to see Vince and tells him he didn't go through with any part of Vince's plan. Good for him not to be in the terroristic threats, though, and various other crimes. Heyman probably doesn't want that on the CV. Uh, Vince isn't happy and promises to strangle him to death and then fire him. Uh, Paul then asks why Vince has sunk this low. He used to go toe-to-toe with Steve Austin, and now he's happy with slapping around Paul Heyman, Zach Gowan, and Stephanie McMahon. Heyman wants the ruthless Vince who destroyed WCW and stared down the federal government. We get this big inspirational speech that Vince seems to buy. It's like, look, the rumours are true. He's not motivating backstage crew. Heyman's motivating Vince's on-screen character. Heyman could sell fucking snowflake to a snowman. Fucking cunning, mate. He could sell a fucking ashtray for a pedal bike. He's doing a cracking job. Absolute fucking cracking job. Uh, the announcers, though, they're all puzzled. They want to know what's going on. And it's time for our next match. It's Lucha Libre. It's WCW in 1997. It's Ultimo Dragon versus Rey Mysterio. It should be mask versus mask. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Tajiri, he sits on commentary with his bodyguards by his side. Um, Rey's tights, they were rather odd. He's got this usual, like, purple cut-off jean shorts over the top of them. Did yeah. you notice? It's really weird. Really I mean, weird. I didn't get it. What was the point? No, I, I, I don't understand it. It's an edgy Rey Mysterio, maybe. He's fighting the Japanese goons. Uh, the match towards the end, uh, Dragon backdrops uh, Rey over the top to avoid 619 and kicks him in the air for good measure. The ref gets bumped and Tajiri kicks Rey behind Dragon's back for the pin. Dragon's all confused. Post-match, Tajiri and his goons get in and Tajiri's bowing to Dragon, who just shrugs and leaves. What a dick. Oh, no, Dragon, though. He's Japanese, isn't he? Yeah, what a dick. He's going to join the Japanese fucking Yakuza. Yeah, do show respect to him, though. He's going to kick his ass now. That's, that's how it should work. That's how it'd work in actual, like, folklore. Yeah. If you don't show your respect after a bow, I'm going to kick your ass. Choppy, choppy. <laughs> I don't fuck about with his wife, that's for sure. They don't like that. We see Big Show and Brock Lesnar bickering about last week's loss. A production assistant comes in to say, Heyman wants to see Lesnar in the ring. And Big Show says, that can't be good. Here's Heyman, flanked by Nathan Jones. Who looks like he's just been pumped up. And another giant, who he introduces as Matt Morgan. Calls him the next big thing. Which yeah, I thought that that that's much. what we called Brock Lesnar. But no, he's the, he's the monster, the monster now in Brock Lesnar. He's the real Brock Lesnar. He's not the next big thing anymore. I doubt Matt Morgan's going to be the uh, next big thing. No, he's going to be the next big thing. 
Do you remember his stuttering gimmick? Oh, it's brilliant. I, I preferred him in TNA. Yeah, right. oh, there's a blueprint. The blueprint was quality. It literally yeah. looked, he looked bona fide main event. This Matt Morgan, no. Nah. But I love this team. It's the Vince McMahon wet dream team, isn't it? These four guys alone, that's that's like nearly 1,500 pounds. It's the wet dream team. <laughs> 1500 pounds of meat. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, Heyman wants Lesnar here right now. Cue Brock with a smile on his face telling Paul to show up. But Brock isn't dumb enough to get in, uh, in the ring with those two monsters. But Heyman says he wants to talk business. Um, we get a few more people come out. Heyman, he basically he names Lesnar as captain at Survivor Series. And he's already given Brock three team members. Big Show, Jones and Morgan. So there's two other men he wants the last member of the team. So tonight it's Big Show and Lesnar versus the APA. Heyman says to trust his greed, which seems to work for Brock. So are we seeing if the team can work by having Big Show and Lesnar teaming again? So the Undertaker beat them both last week. APA. The APA. Can they beat Big Show and Lesnar? Uh, no. <laughs> so I quite like though how Lesnar was still unsure about Heyman. Heyman, though, he wants to talk business. And he said, look, I want to make you captain. I'll give you members of the team. So angry bastard Lesnar has now got some angry bastard backup. And Nathan fucking Jones, Matt Morgan, and the Big Show. That is one man wet dream team. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it now. Yeah, I've this one on wet dream team. Going back to what I said about the 80s with the Survivor Series tag team names. Could you imagine Vince McMahon? Do you remember back in the day where he used to scream the names of all the wrestlers as they appear on the VHS? Yeah. Like, Nathan Jones, Brock Lesnar, The Big Show, Matt Morgan, the Vince McMahon Wet Dream Team, and their opponents. I used to love them best things about Survivor Series VHSs. Absolutely brilliant. We get um, a, a vignette, Hulk Holly is still coming back for revenge. And we see Orlando Jordan and Paul London are playing Smackdown versus Raw. Quality game. Quality game. Very much. Much when, uh, better than uh, 2K19. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I got, we spoke about this, I might have a million depth off here. I got 2K19 for Christmas. My career mode, it's a shambles. Fucking An buzz. absolute fucking shambles. No matter what you do, what answer you say, it has the same outcome every time. It's fucking It would be so much better if it was a branchable story. Or you could even change his nickname. You go from fucking Buzz to Buzz to Buzz. It never gives you an option. Once it becomes famous and all this buzz you're creating, you become Buzz. Well, I wanted to call him at the start Vander because he lives in a van, duh. <laughs> That works. <laughs> but no, overall, the gameplay's okay. It took me a while to get used to every, what, for every fucking button, man. Last one I played ages ago weren't that fucking way around. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. But out of all the SmackDown games, SmackDown for me, games died after SmackDown vs. Raw died and THQ pulled away. 2K. THQ went Yeah. We see Kronaki come out in an Afro and jacket. Um, it's the trick or treat contest time. Tori, she's a sexy bunny complete with carrots and Dawn. Hey! Dawn's Wonder Woman. Uh, they both uh, get to present their costumes, and of course, Tori wins despite wearing a bit more than she usually does. Uh, next up is Bobbing for Apples in Chocolate, where Dawn covering herself in said chocolate and taking a top off. Taz says that's the treat, so let's show Funaki the trick. Tori shoves Taz into the chocolate, which I imagine was supposed to be the, the comedy spot yeah. of the night. The costumes look good, but the comedy, meh. 
Go out to watch that. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Fucking pause, rewind, play, pause, rewind, play. Ernest Miller is coming again. We still get a vignette. Why? We don't know. And Brock, he offers Cena the last spot on the team, but doesn't get an answer. Because Cena's now kind of like a good guy. Uh, Taz, still covered in chocolate, hugs Michael Cole in a weird segment of the week. Kind of funny. Yeah, ish. ish. It's like, I'm covered in chocolate. Now you're covered yeah, in chocolate. Ish. Charvo Guerrero, he reminds Eddie of their recent losses. Um, he's sinking low again like he was on drugs or alcohol. Um, I did like the... Horrible bro. writing, horrible writing that you don't use that. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I get the whole redemption yeah. kind of thing. Not when it's family member to no. family member, it's real life. You're using a public conversation they had in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, we recap Eddie's losses. Um, I don't feel like we've had a match in a long time. <laughs> I got to this point and I was like... Hang on. Well, yeah, the last <laughs> fucking ages ago was the trick or treat contest. That's what, not a match. What purpose does that have in wrestling? Not a match. Though? Eddie what? comes out for another fucking chat segment. Uh, he comes out on foot um, as the lack of wrestling continues. He looks all depressed. Charvo wants a public apology for Eddie losing two titles in a week. It's true, Eddie says he let the people down, including La Familia. Eddie apologizes in Spanish and says what Charvo told him hurt. He's been fighting his addictions for a long time and in life for him instead of it, it's not just a game. A fan says Eddie sucks. Eddie, yeah, what dickhead shouts you suck at Eddie Guerrero? Eddie agrees with him. That's a plan. Eddie agreed. Why did Charvo have to bring that up though again? It's a horrible... I didn't. I felt uncomfortable um, in this whole segment. I felt like, more uncomfortable with this than I did with the whole Vincent Steph. No, definitely. Story. Definitely. Um, Eddie talks about his character being defined by how he picks himself up after being knocked down. A smile creeps on his face and Eddie says he's going to fight for Chavo and his Raza. Kill Shaniqua with the tag team titles. Eddie screams again. A mamacita wannabe. It's a ruse though. The, uh, the Bashams or Wankball Bastards. They come in for the beatdown but Eddie fights them all off. Danny breaks up a frosh flash attempt though. I think it with Danny anyway. Eddie gets beat down. Um, I, they plucked, for me, they plucked energy away from quite a good promo. Which mm. was quite intense. But it also had uh, it put heat back on the Bashams because people will start to feel sorry for Eddie a bit. It was yeah, very it's much a feel. Oh yeah, it's very much a. Well, this is the start, isn't it? This is the start of Eddie winning the world title. Literally a few months away. Yeah, it starts here. Uh, the, pro the segment finishes though. Charvo finally comes in for the save. It seemed like it took him a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have been there. Tag team dissension, my friend. As soon as he got, we're getting jumped. Tag team dissension. Been running down. Uh, post break, Eddie he return he runs to Heyman about wanting the Basham so he gets him next week in a handicap match. You know, like last week, Eddie freaks out. Um, obviously, we know what jumping ahead. It's I, it winds me up that Chavo is not as good as Eddie, no. and that's how they've always booked it. They're the same fucking size. The thing is <laughs> so, that it's always how it's going to be seen yeah, as well. It's always, it's it's always, always going to be seen. It was always seen like that in WCW though. Always in WCW. Always. Um, Angle announces the rest of his team, the APA and Bob Holly. Do you remember when uh, Angle and Holly hated each other? I do. You're ripping these teams apart. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... If continuity was a thing, these teams wouldn't be happening. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure and sure and sure that Bob Holly, apart from when he used to be a racing driver, has never been a face in his life. No. And Even when he was... Top at Hardcore Division, you yeah. remember face. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I... Uh, the announcers, they mess with chocolate some more as it turns a bit erotic and we get a rundown for Survivor Series. Um, and since we haven't talked enough yet, 
The Undertaker has a sit-down interview to talk about why he picked Vince. Uh, it says, sometimes you have to take beatings to get where you want, but Big Show and Lesnar will get what's coming to them later. Undertaker wants a title back, so he has to go to Vince to get him to get where he needs, and Vince has digged his own grave. I did like uh, the reasoning behind it. With Vince saying, uh, you'll never be champion while I'm here. So Taker has to take out Vince to get the title back. No, no, definitely. It's, it, it does... It's, Adds a storyline like yeah. Mr. America. The last time Vince was in the main event, uh, Zach Allen doesn't really count as main event. Uh, he or oh, Stephanie Man doesn't matter really. Mr. Mr. America was main event because it was all over fucking. It was main event in SmackDown episodes all yeah. the time, just like Vincent Undertaker has been. Um, at least then it had a reason behind it a little bit. Stephanie was you're my daughter and I'm the boss, but I'm not gonna fire you. I'm gonna have a match, and when you lose, you're fired. Austin, at least uh, the Vince McMahon. Uh, Austin stuff had story for years and years and years. Mm. Austin Hogan had a bit of story where I know I don't like it. I created you. I'm going to kill you. This has story of I'm going to bury you alive. But at least it does have, as you as you quite clearly said, it, it, it has the a story bit. It has built. reason behind it. Yeah, definitely. It's time for your main event and the last match to end this part one of the Raw Smackdowns as we build towards Survivor Series. It's Big Show and Brock Lesnar versus the Acolyte Protection Agents in the main event. Oh, Brock shows in the main event. 2003. Never thought you'd, you'd hear that, would you? Did it annoy you, though, to jump to right to the end of the match when Farouk was the one that took the chair shot to cause it the DQ? did. <laughs> Farouk, the first recognised African-American world champion. Correct. Right. Why are they treating him like this? Because Bradshaw's going to be Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Farouk doesn't go play golfing with Vince McMahon. Bradshaw does. That's exactly why it is. Exactly why it is. But the APA rights. don't matter in 2003 and there's no hiding it anymore. They used to be good, but Farouk's getting too old and Bradshaw's going to be Bradshaw. It's hard to find a way to avoid that situation. Yep. And um, it was an awful way to end an awful episode of SmackDown. Post-match, uh, Lesnar and Show destroy Farouk's leg with a chair. Bradshaw, though, he gets chaired down as well. But Benoit and Angle come out to make the save. A double submission goes on, but Morgan and Jones run in for the beatdown to end the show. Total wrestling time on the show, 12 minutes and 27 seconds. That'd be okay if it was like an hour long show. Right, there was chocolate. There's Bob Ollie being presented as a main eventer. There was 12 minutes of wrestling. This was fucking... Where's Whoa. Vince Russo? Vince Russo, come out now. As I said at No Mercy, we fucking know you're here. Raw won this week. Raw won both weeks. Raw won both weeks. Raw's getting everybody on the roster involved. Yeah. Might have to agree with you on that. Locked in, right out here in front of us. Going to the ring with a steel chair. Oh, jeez. Raw into the spine of A blatant shot. An intentional shot. A premeditated shot by Lesnar to Farouk. And that shot, as you put it out, hit the nail on the head of the big choke slam by the big show. Bradshaw taken out by the steel step. And now, Brock Lesnar, steel step into that leg of Farouk. And what the hell is this animal going to do here? Well, Big Show and Brock Lesnar have singled out Farouk as the sacrificial oh leg. Oh, my God, that steel chair across the knee of Big Show going up, going up down to the second row. No man's land for a 500 pound man. Oh, on the steel chair across the knee of Farouk. Farouk can be damn near crippled. Oh, no.
Just a laying out pressure with that chap. Kurt Angle's team for Survivor Series being dismantled here. Yeah, two very powerful members of Angle's team are in jeopardy right now. Kurt Angle's team hit with Chris Benoit. The captain. Angle slow. Big show. Reversal. Sherman Angle. Suplex to Lesnar. Angle like a lot right there. And a cross face. Benoit's got Lesnar to cross face. Big show got caught in the angle up Nathan Jones! Nathan Jones and Robert Morgan with a boot to the face and a boot to Benoit as well! Oh, I've never seen Angle get kicked that hard in my life, but oh, what a sit-out powerball by this new car! The very long and aggressive Matt Morgan! And look at that slam! That got wrench into that powerball! Oh my god! Some serious players on Lesnar's team, boy! Will this be the scene at Survivor Series? Just like that, Matt Morgan and Nathan Jones laying out Kurt Angle with Chris Benoit. That Survivor Series team of Lesnar looks very, very powerful. And what a scene is added to the mix. Kurt Angle's team is going to need everything it can muster just to survive at Survivor Series. So we'll end it there then, shall we? I think we're going to have a clean sweep. We're going to have a clean sweep, probably. It's two for two. As I say, we'll make this a part one because, we, again, we don't want it to drag out and make a, a four, five, six hour long episode, which this, this has potential because there's so much we want to... I think as well because it's Survivor Series and yeah. it's one of my favourite ones it, uh, I like to talk. <laughs> should still be one of the big four. It should be. It should be. 2019, it's not. It but should be. 2003, it still was classed as a, one of the big four. It is. It is. And it should be, and it, it, I still think now people class Money in the Bank more than they do Survivor Series, and that's because Money in the Bank has stuff that comes out of it. Survivor Series doesn't anymore about the teams and stuff. Nothing, it's not important anymore, it's and that's the problem. Like tag team wrestling, that's not important anymore. But as I said, we'll leave it there. So we're saying, as it stands right now, two down for each show, Raw wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, let everyone know, Michael, as always, where they can find us on all forms of social media. Well, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Yeah. It's at RAM Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, we'll leave it there. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Thank you for listening, as always. We've been the Art Era. This has been the Segway to Survivor Series. I like it. Until next time, peace out, people.